and welcome to the Computer Game Show, presented by Spong.com. My name's Sean Bell, and I'm in fucking charge this week, <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> oh, um, I'm joined by Matt Murray. Hello. Um, David and Farley cannot be with us, because as I keep forgetting every fucking year, their birthday is on the same day. Like, is it just me that forgets this, Matt, or is this... No, every year it's a surprise to me. Like, yeah. That, the... <laughs> Again, that, uh, this year just... as well. <laughs> It's just one of those things. It's too good to, to be yeah. real. It's, it's like... too perfect. <laughs> um, so, yeah, right. We were supposed to have Gary Dutton on. He might show up in a bit. We don't know what's happened to him, but we have got GameSpot UK editor Tamar Hussain. Konbawa minasan genki desu. Still don't know what that means. Um, yeah. All right, guys. Good to have you on the show, though. Um, now, it's going to be interesting because you might have to go in a bit. So what we might have yeah. is some sort of excellent tag team scenario. Um mm. But we don't know. Gary's just completely gone silent on us. Um, maybe yeah. he's decided he's got fucking better things to do. <laughs> maybe he's recording with Dave and Farley tonight. Maybe he's starting his rival <laughs> show. <doing> a special, <laughs> special birthday pod. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, Follow up, Matt. Have we got much well, to. I obviously wasn't here last week, so obviously quality of the show last week dipped somewhat, but um, I listened to it, you know, you guys did okay. Uh, Obviously, John was brilliant. Um, The only real follow-up, really, was the fact that loads of people bought Titanfall and then then mentioned that we were were basically better marketing than Microsoft were. Um, (laughs) Lee Scovel, Porkchop Express on Twitter, Chris O'Regan, Gavlar... Cart um, comma J on Twitter, PS Davies. I mean, it's point. It's point. There was others, but you know, loads of people said they bought bought tights too, which is uh, good. I think we've done our bit. To I mean, it hasn't saved the game. Uh, I was going to say, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, what did they want? Six million, and there's what five. Well, so we that's... got six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, five. If you, if five, if you count. Um, yeah. I feel, yeah. I mean, I mean the percentages of that. That's, that's, I think we've done pretty well for a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't saved the game. Um, probably sold more copies of that than you have of Defense Force. So that's, yeah, that's true. true. Yeah, we, we should we should, have, we should have a league. We should have like a, t- a, t- a table where we work out how many of each copy of each game we've actually sold. Currently, Titus Two is winning. And then we can use that information to sell to marketers and be like, look, look, we sold six copies of Titanfall. We only sold three copies of EDF. So yeah. bear that in mind. <laughs> so when you do the marketing strategies. <laughs> <laughs> um, Right, cool. Uh, time for everyone's favourite weekly feature. It's Farley on Finance. James Farley's interesting discussions about share prices. Prices. Unfortunately, the Dilf of Wall Street couldn't be with us this week, but we did get an interesting email follow-up to uh, the discussion we had last week where Farley, God love him, why does all to talk about Nintendo's stock price dipping and none of us knew what that meant. So we had an email... Uh, the guy who sent it wanted it to remain anonymous, um, but he says, Hey, computer game chaps, I was listening to your discussion on the Nintendo stock drop after the Switch was revealed, and since it's now kind of my job to look at and interpret such things, I wanted to throw in here. Disclosure, I work for Nintendo, but I'm not privy to any kind of inside information that would give me any kind of leg up in this conversation, so I'm not coming with insider secrets, just my own interpretation of events. I'm thinking that the reason why the Nintendo stock dropped after the Switch was revealed was not because investors didn't believe in the capabilities of the console. Rather, I think it goes back to some good old-fashioned stock market wisdom, buy the rumour, sell the news. Nintendo had a hell of a day, so of course people would see this as a great opportunity to sell for gain. A bunch of people offloaded stocks while Nintendo was riding high, bringing the stock price lower than it was before. You can observe, observe similar trends whenever Apple announces new products as well, and that certainly never spelled their doom. And then he apologised for any spelling errors. He said he was quite drunk when he sent the email. Um, nice. Yeah, like um, Impactor. Yeah. Uh, 
famed uh, industry <laughs> analyst and uh, alcoholic. Um, <laughs> and Nintendo employee. Oh, yeah. Nintendo employee, yes, as we all know. Um, but yeah, no, I just thought it was interesting given that Bali tried to get us all to talk about it last week and we all just sort of went, oh, I don't know what it means. We don't know what yeah. we also don't care. Interesting discussions. But yeah, it, I, 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 I admire for trying, definitely. Yeah, right. Mm. I will say one thing, sorry. I mean, I found my new tattoo, which is my new chest tattoo by the rumour sell the news. I need that. Get <laughs> on your tombstone. <laughs> yeah. Surely you should put it on both your arms, like on your guns. Oh, like, yeah, by definitely. the rumour. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah that'll work. Yeah, um, so thank you. Uh, email it. I'm, I'm getting that done on Saturday. Or which on is. your buttocks. Wait, which, uh, if you're doing yeah, it on your arms, which arm is which? Which arm's rumour and which arm is news? Well, uh, the rumour has to be my right, surely. The so dominant I, arm yeah. should be your news. Yeah. Always. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that's what the old saying goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, PS4 Pro's out, I think. Yeah. Um, it, no, it's, it'll be out tomorrow if we listen to this on a Wednesday. Uh, okay, fine. See, this is the thing, I just the... feel like, I mean, this came up last week where someone was like, oh yeah, it's nearly out, are you excited? And we were like, I didn't even... Didn't even know. Mm. I don't like. Is that just me not caring, or is that is this a marketing? I mean, it's partially you not caring. I mean, I I, I obviously yeah. knew exa- exactly yeah. when it's out, and you know, because I'm on Gaff every day, like reading people explode because they saw a new Titanfall two screenshot um, mm-hmm. on PS4 Pro. Yeah, I know, but it's the same thing. I think I'm not. Sure, I think Farley or, or Dave said this last week, but it's exactly what Sony did with the. With PSVR, they haven't really spent tons of money, or seemingly any money, uh, promoting mm-hmm. it because I think they probably sold out of their launch allocation, or they mm-hmm. just feel like they don't need to at this point. They're also yeah. in like a super tricky position whereby they want to show that it's a good upgrade, but not too much of an upgrade to piss all the forty plus million current PS4 owners off. They want mm-hmm. to say, yeah, you can look 4K gaming, or you know, all this amazing stuff. But also, it's the same ecosystem. It's still a PS4, guys. So, yeah, they're in a really tricky situation. Whereas Xbox, uh, Microsoft with Scorpio, they can fully go to town and say, look, this is a next gen 4K console, but it does play all existing games. But it is like the next big thing. Whereas Sony, are, I feel like they're sort of cut, uh, caught between two worlds, really. Yeah, I suppose it's it's weird territory to be in because this is the first generation where this has sort of happened i mean obviously we've had revisions of consoles before but they've just been like oh it's smaller and quieter but this is an actual yeah. an upgrade but it's yeah. it's also a a situation where with both psvr and um ps4 pro like you can very immediately know whether you're in or out like with yeah. psvr it's like do I have enough space for that? And do I care about VR? Yes, no. Same with PS4 Pro. Do I have a 4K TV and do I care about increased visual fidelity? Yes, no. And I feel like for a lot of people, like personally, I know that I was like, I don't have a 4K TV. I don't intend on buying one for a while. So I'm out and I kind of just almost divested myself of that conversation. Um, I mean, obviously I still pay attention because it's my job, but I feel a lot yeah. of, for a lot of people, there's no need to you know have that constant buzz around it or discuss it because it's mm. like uh, it's got no applicability to me so i don't really want to talk about it who cares yeah right mass effect andromeda there's been some news about this because it is end seven day or november 7th or the 7th of november if you live in england um the the, the headline for some reason seems to be mass effect andromeda is set just after mass effect 2 but it's not is it it's it starts just after Mass Effect two, but then you get put in a ship and you go flying away for six hundred years. Yeah. So it's like the excuse is, oh yeah, this sort of 
kicked off when everything was basically fine in the universe and then you disappeared and you're far away and it's 600 years later so whatever happened at the end of mass effect 3 is of no consequence to you whatsoever so let's just ignore that which i i don't know a couple of reports have been like oh yeah so we can all ignore that ending i thought we all sort of got over that like i thought we all basically agreed that the ending to mass effect Mm. 3 was fine now It's it's such a boring perspective to have on that series like you've yeah. got three games of hundreds of hours and this one small decision at the end mm. is is what you've kind of so hung up on. And I yeah. get I get it's that it's the conclusion. But like that series has always been about emotion emotional investment in people and places and that game does enough, I feel, of, uh, to pay off on that stuff. Like, you have that moment where it's kind of trite, but you're basically walking around and tying up all your relationships in, in a bow and, and moving on before going mm-hmm. on to this situation where you deal with whatever bullshit sci-fi conclusion that needs to come about. And people always forget that. They always forget that moment where you're talking to all these characters that you've, you've known for two or three games beforehand. That's yeah. the real ending for me. Like, that's the point. After that, I couldn't really care what happened because it's, I know it's going to be some mumbo-jumbo sci-fi bullshit. Um, yeah, I cared I cared what Shepard had to say to Zaid or, you know, any other, or, or Grunt or Rex or whoever it may be. And the, it, it did a fine job of wrapping that stuff up for me, a good mm. job even. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know why people are... It's such a boring perspective, I feel like, to have. And it, get, yeah. it keeps getting drudged up. It's an easy way to talk about mass effect without having to delve into you know the the intricacies of writing or character depiction or development it's just it's you know it's the most lowest common denominator opinion Mm. of of it and that's what people go with especially when writing about it or you know you don't have to put an effort into a discussion uh, you know a good discussion about it Mm. so yeah get over it you babies yeah pretty much um call of duty has sold half as much as the last one which makes you wonder, like, the whole thing about Titanfall 2 not selling. It's like, maybe there's just a bit of exhaustion around first-person shooters. Half as much well, as the last one, that, but then like... Battlefield 1 has sold more than Battlefield 4 mm, and yeah. Hardline in its first week combined. So It's really weird, isn't it? Like, you, you would think there would be more to it other than which one came out first, but, like, that well, really is... Well, I don't think it's hard. I just think, you know, obviously Battlefield has gone back to, well, it's gone back to, it's gone back to, it's gone to World War One, but it's, it's not a futurist, it's not a futuristic shooter like we've seen for the last three or four years with the others. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's really, really differentiated and it looks great. And, uh, and, and most critically, it hasn't totally been a total joke and disaster online in the first week, mm. which is a first for a Battlefield game, seems like for, for a good couple of games. You know, mm. like Battlefield 4 was famously broken on launch, and Hardline, I'm not sure how, how good that, how, how well that handled in the first week, but all we know is a Battlefield 1 seems to be doing really well uh, in terms yeah. of online stability, and it's very different from Call of Duty, which is it's just another futuristic shooter again for another year, and you know, mm. it's, it's so po- weird because it wasn't like the whole. Uh, you know uh, what's his name and uh, Zampella split Vince Vince yeah Um, like their whole split from Activision was supposedly that they wanted to do a futuristic Call of Duty so then they broke off and they did Titanfall makes sense but then Call of Duty went futuristic so maybe that's just bollocks. Maybe yeah, that, that was never what they. Oh, Call of Duty thing is just really weird. It feels like they should have um, they should have had one what one branch one one branch of Call of Duty going futuristic. The other one staying sort of you know very near future. 
and then maybe another one that goes you know goes back in the past but now it feels like you know th- th- this this branch is is future and then that we had like obviously ghosts and uh, yeah it just feels like they're all just the same universe really mm. there's yeah. it's worth pointing out that this is essentially a, a new property within the call of duty brand and black ops 3 mm. was the third entry in a in probably the strongest consistently the strongest and most popular call of duty sub brand mm. um after modern warfare 2 that one kind of shit the bed um but black ops has always been good so like it it makes sense that black ops would sell more than infinite warfare because infinite warfare is not a, a call of duty you know sub brand that people recognize or familiar with hmm. um so that will contribute to a discrepancy in sales between them yeah makes sense i mean, right. I mean do, do, do we think this yeah, the next call of duty is gonna go back to world war one or world war two it feels it like they're gonna wonder. have to I mean, right? if they do, surely if they do world war one everyone's just gonna eh, copy in battlefield but then World War Two, everyone will just go, ah, eh, they've already done World War Two loads. I feel like, but I, I think it's just I, an impossible task, isn't it? Knowing where Call of Duty should go next. Yeah, but I, like, I feel like they have to. They have to go back, Kate. We've yeah. got. We have to go back to the island. I mean, they, 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 they've got to go back to World War One or World War Two. I just feel like, yeah, yeah I think. I, so. I mean, it's just boring currently. Mm. Yeah, but then is is that audience ready for a slower pace of combat? I don't think they are at all. Like it. Mm. It'd be taking um, American football fans and trying to make them play cricket. It just <laughs> it wouldn't make sense to them. I think I think they'd be like, "This is not what at all I want." So it could be rough. Then re- I'm really interested to see what they do next year because I mean, if if they do go back, it's going to be bold and they're going to get a lot of shit for it for being like, "Oh, you're doing the battlefield thing, are you?" <laughs> um, hello, Gary. Hello, you fucking. Did someone tell you the wrong recording time by any chance? <laughs> yes, they did. So that's that's one. How many how many days has Dave been away? How many episodes? One, one episode. episode. And how many fuck ups? Um, as far as the edit is concerned, this is the first one. Oh, oh, there you go. That's a one fuck. So this, <laughs> I can't figure out how to edit my way out you of this one. Edit, so this one's got to stay. You can't in edit your way out of this one. The ten. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's there's no way of disguising this one. So Dave is going to know that yeah. I fucked up, and I'm definitely getting. I, I can't believe you actually told him half nine. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, well, because originally that was the plan. That yeah, is amazing. Yeah. And then tomorrow, asked if we could go a bit oh, earlier, and then I've just forgot well, to tell to you. I missed, I missed the news now. I'm sure there's something in the news that I. You've missed I was the news. It's fine. It's discussing. It's all um, it's all Mass Effect and Call of Duty and that. Gary, have you spent the last like the last twelve hours come up with some really incredible insights to Mass Effect and the Call <laughs> yeah. of Duty sales? And now like, you're gutted. I did a mind map and I just like spread it all out and thought, right, right, color coded it and all that shit, and I was ready. But no, apparently not. I've been I've done a I've done a fucking interview with a Chinese room today, mate, and they did they were much more professional, right? And I've come to this. And, and this has happened. Listen, right. I look, I look at my Listen, phone at I'm 10 past this. 9. It's like, Gary, where are you? Well, <laughs> just getting ready, actually, for the fucking podcast. Hello. You all right? Look, right, I've been doing this 12 years, yeah, and this is the first time this has happened. It's just a shame mm. that it's happened on the one time where Dave's going to be listening to it and fucking shaking his head. Well, and he's never going to trust us with this responsibility. Surgeons can't say that, can they? Sure, said they? Oh, but it's only happened once, yeah, but... Should happen zero times, mate. Zero times. Right, Gary. Since you're so special, would you like to tell us what games you've been playing, please? Um, I've been playing the games. Oh, you don't have to. You can go if you want. Yeah, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> I'm too special. I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> um, I've had a fisherman's friend because I thought, you know, 
Need, need clarity of voice. And, Freshening uh, up in case, what, in case there's any birds. Freshening up, and also, like, it's a Sean Bell podcast, so you've got to be eating something. So, he does this all the time. Something. Yeah. He just um, refuses to answer the question. He just goes on these insane tangents. <laughs> so oh, I want to tell you about hiding. a fisherman friend that I'm eating. <laughs> Like, Gary, can you tell us about Gary, the game please. that you're playing? No, let me tell you about something. what's in my He's mouth right now. He hasn't played a game ever. Uh, please stop being entertaining and just give us a dispassionate list okay. of video games yes. that you've played in the last seven days, please. Thank you. Hit, hit man. Next. Dragon Quest Builders. Um, Battlefield 1. Matt, what have you been playing? Bloodborne. <laughs> this Blood. is a disaster. Hold your shitting... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Dragon Quest Builders have played so much of that computer game because my daughter really likes it and now I'm stuck and I have to finish it. <laughs> it is very fucking long. Oh, God, it's long. Um, yeah. it's Some of it is good. I thought you said clanger then. I thought you were trying to get the chat very good. No. Catchphrases in. Oh, here you go. Clanger. Plugging your Stop cross-promoting. Yes. yes. Um, I didn't do it. It's tomorrow. I didn't um, say anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's <sighs> the problem with Dragon Quest Builders is half the time it's brilliant. Who's fucking mm. sniggering? Me. <laughs> 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 you can't. It's just there undermining me. I can just keep hearing him just going <laughs> and then going like Minga, singer, fucking <laughs> quiet down at the back. He's not saying anything, Gary. This is just the ghosts in your own head. Gary, <laughs> are you this, is just... <laughs> <laughs> um, this is just what he's like, mate. You've anyway. not recorded with Gary before, have you? Uh, welcome. Oh, welcome. God. Dave, come um, on. Dave, come on. Um, what was I saying? Dragon's Dragon Quest, Quest Builders. Builders. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. Yeah. So half the time it's brilliant when you're actually yeah. making stuff and, mm. and when you're allowed to make the stuff you want. The other half is going out and getting materials, which is fine, except the combat is just, it's its just, but it's for kids. So there's nothing to yeah. it. And I'm also at the same time, I'm playing uh, Bloodborne and I'm playing the Dark Souls 3 DLC. So when you when you play in that. That's a bit of an unfair yardstick, though, isn't it? <laughs> it is. But what I mean is, like, so coming off that and coming straight to this, it's just, you just hit triangle on the, on the, on the lads. <clears throat> and then move out of the way of their attack a bit and do it again. And it's so boring. Yeah. And it's really, really long. Um, there's four worlds to sort of rid of d the darkness from the sky and all that shit. Um, mm -hmm. I've done one, and it took took me like, like, like 15, 20 hours of play. Because there's this bit where you've just got to keep defend, doing like a tower defense thing. And it just keeps going in that sort of JRPG way where it's like, oh, you're going to mm. fight this big golem at the end of this world and uh, everyone says he's terrible and also there's so much fucking dialogue that you don't care about and I'm just trying to hammer through it except I can't because yeah. Sam wants me to read it all <laughs> so I just have to read it all really <laughs> fucking quickly oh and then the golem will come yeah. to the town and destroy us Sam have you ever thought about death and all this <laughs> and um, and then you get to the final battle but they make you do about six waves of these enemies that are can't get anywhere near your base. Well, not mine, because it's very, very well defended, very expertly designed. Um, and so it's just tedious. I spent like 40 minutes just watching these fucking werewolves walk into spikes and die. And then <laughs> the golem comes up, and it's one of those shitty boss battles where you've got a... It's just got a shitty pattern, like put this shield in front of a boulder, it rolls at you three times, and then it'll spin, then it's dizzy, and then you put a bomb under it. 
and then you have to do that about four times before you finish the the the, the bus, and it's just tedious. But then it's it weird because because go on. People really like this game, and I didn't get it. Well, the other half of the time, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Because yeah. like then the, what happened is the world reset to well it didn't reset but we moved on to save another land, mm-hmm. and and this time I thought well I've got a bit of a handle on this now so I was like I was I was like a builder I'm like right we're gonna gut all this clear that shit out that's going get rid of that tree right and we're gonna have a nice square format here right there, there oh, we're gonna bedroom's gonna go here and I just spent ages making this little sounds like can I play daddy just just watch right mate just just fucking put <laughs> out. <laughs> make it, I'm making. I'm designing, yeah. And that basically, all Will Ferrell in the Lego Movie, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but yeah, sure. And um, okay, you should. It's very good, is it? Yeah, I've heard. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But 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 the thing is, this is the other thing that happened. So now I know what's going on. I'm ahead of time. I made like a bedroom and I made a a, a fucking kitchen and all this stuff. And then you do a few missions and like, oh, make this kitchen, but make it to exactly to my blueprint. So you have to like mm. crack, break down all the shit you've made and make it how they want it, and then immediately change it back and fuck that. That's a shit design. But um, so you can't even sort of skip ahead if you see what I mean. If you think, oh, well, I'll, I'm yeah. not to do it, I'll just make that. So it's kind of, I don't know, equal parts really compelling and also tedious. Mm. That's Dragon Quest Builders for you. Don't Wicked. play it unless you have. Children. <laughs> my favorite. Really don't play it. <laughs> my favorite tidbit about Dragon Quest Builders is actually that it's a sequel to a previous Dragon Quest game. What? What? Yeah. What? There's. There's an. I can't remember which Dragon Quest it is, but at the end of the game, you're forced to either kind of ally with the bad guy or not. Mm-hmm. And then it, if you choose the good option and you kind of turn to piss off, uh, that's kind of the end of the game, and you just start over. And if you choose the bad option. And say, yeah, I'm your boy. Um, he, he, that's what this is continuing from that option, I believe. So he yeah. kind of takes away the power to build, and um, for everyone except for you. And then you wake up in this world in a. That's why you're in a tomb when you start the game. Oh shit! Yeah. So you are actually the. Fuck. Yeah, you're that. <clears throat> was that, was that previous game a built a like a Minecrafty? No, no, no. Game? It was it was a core <laughs> Dragon Quest game. I think it was like Dragon Quest two or three or something like that. Jesus. Yeah. Well, really, what was in like that old? Yeah, super old. It's one of the early Dragon Quest games. Um, so they've taken that build storyline and and thought, well, Minecraft's a thing now. Let's yeah. So I think it's the mad. first game, and and it kind of takes takes the ending decision. It's based on like alternate reality to the first game. It's a what if quest almost. This awesome. is why you're the editor of Gamespot. Yeah, mate. That's what I told them, and they gave me the job. <laughs> well, I listen. Why do you deserve this job? Like, I was like, let us... me tell you about Dragon Quest Builders. And they went, sorry. <laughs> yeah, story. the interviews, you just sit down and they're like, tell us your most interesting fact. That was it. And they and just had just, to give yeah. me the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah. Well, uh, what else, Gary? Dark Souls DLC, Bloodborne. We doing that? I don't know. Whatever you, whatever you feel, you've got something interesting to say about. Guys. Well, it's your show. I was just giving, trying to give you a little. It's not, my, mate. It's not my show. I'm just direction. keeping the fucking well, seat no. warm. It's fine. You are. Right, Do whatever you want. That's, that's true. Should we find Dave up? Ask what he wants to hear about. Um, <laughs> Dave. <clears throat> Dave. You need your help, Dave. What well, should Gary talk about? A film and drinking my warm beer. <laughs> that I've been allowed. <laughs> wow. Uh, good. Anyway. Uh, I do. Um, so batters, batters, batters Uno, batters one. Yeah. Um, 
I was so I heard Dave talking about the um, the opening, and that pushed me to to buy it. So I was thinking about it, um, and that tutorial, that intro is 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 really affecting. It, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, I mean I think Dave touched on it, but the, yeah, you basically it it's a nice nice in inverted commas um, way of showing how to use the guns you know here's aim down the sights here's how to shoot here's how to throw a grenade here's how to shoot out of a tank and all that kind of shit here's how to use a gas mask but it it cuts between these different soldiers and it's just so like oppressive and right you're just gonna have to hold this position and just try and shoot at stuff if you can see it and there's just fucking dust and screaming and and then when you Hmm. die it shows the real name and date of a of a soldier yeah, from the First World War, and they're all like 18 Hashtag squad goals. <laughs> yeah, fucking, oh, God. Um, I talked about that yesterday on chat, very good. And Joe said he, he thought it was funny because he's a, he's a monster. Um, and then, I don't yeah, think he meant so you, it was actually funny. Yeah, I know. Don't, you spoiled it. <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, and you, you go through those, and um, it's, it was honestly really, really affecting and, and kind of crazy, and it sets the tone for the game. Um the main story missions are pretty cool. Because I've done, I've done, no, I've nearly run through two of them. One of them is like a, a biplane uh, fighter pilot story, which is really kind of um, hammy and romantic, but they do something with the story that means they totally get away with it. And it's quite neat, actually, how that all wraps up. That's, that's a very fun one. And and then the one the other one is a, I've been playing is a Lawrence of Arabia missions, which is basically Metal Gear Solid Five in first person. It's completely different from the other from the other mission set, and I was quite surprised by that by how varied it is. So those are really fun to do. Um, I have a little conspiracy theory theory. Um, the multiplayer was downloading really slowly. And I think it's because they really want you to play the single-player bits and have a look at it, because it's really good this time round, as opposed mm-hmm. to the shit that was Battlefield 4 that was just, oh, God, that was bad. Really I never even bad. tried the one on Battlefield 4. I tried Battlefield 3's <clears throat> campaign, and that was not great. Mm. Well, I think, because the only, the only thing you do is you, you're, you're playing it while you wait for multiplayer to download. That's all it is, so you've got something yeah. to do. Um, and that was just cock, just hot cock. It... <laughs> There's there's a bit where you have to, yeah. I remember get, giving up on the bit where you're in a jeep and you and you're driving off and there's a helicopter chasing you and you have to lean out the window and fire a grenade launcher at the helicopter, right? And it also mm-hmm. goes, boom, yeah, you know that noise and it all slows down and shit. I do and know I'm, that noise. You I, I do know that noise. You know when that noise, time yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> <hear> <laughs> <it every> day. <laughs> yeah. When the fucking I was, was going to make a joke. I can't think of one. When the bills come in, um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> wow, oh wow, okay, really? I'm a rare When guys. the bills come in, <laughs> what a classic dad joke. <laughs> oh god, okay. Oh, god. Sorry. Anyway, um, and then I missed that. I missed that sort of QTE. I missed him, and it just and what mm. happens is it just really slowly misses and goes, and nothing happens. Then you get blown up. You More bills come in, <laughs> and then the bills come in. More M power again. <laughs> Virgin Media. <laughs> Not now. I'm in a jeep. <laughs> British gas. Um, <laughs> and then, that was so the utility companies, guys, come on. 
<laughs> quick, quick. Um, and then, so then I thought, oh, fuck, so I had to do it again. <laughs> Missed again. <laughs> fucking, ah. Uh, uh, but I was like, I'm pointing it at the fucking thing. What, a bit higher this time? So then you have to go through the same minute of fucking dialogue. <laughs> Missed again. Your multiplayer is ready. I'm like, all right, fucking good. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so I think it's almost like they're going, right, listen, don't play multiplayer yet. It's good, but but we've done loads. We've put really put a lot of work into this single-player missions. They're good stories, they're good characters, and they're actually fun. So please look at it. Please don't just go to multiplayer. Um, and I'm glad that is how it works out, because they're really good. It's and I will actually finish all this. It's weird... It's such a weird thing because I remember when four came out and everyone said the campaign's shit and everyone was like, "Yeah, but who buys Battlefield for the campaign?" It's like, mate, Bad Company one and two. Mm. There's some good fucking campaigns. Yeah, it's uh, so like they've got they've got form for it's back. good ones. It's bad. It's not, yeah, and all, um, so, and all kind of yeah, quite sensitively here. handled. I'm having yeah. a I'm I'm sort of I don't know if I'm now getting old and too daddy and you are. too soft. Well, I definitely. I mean, you made a Bill's joke earlier. You're definitely. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's your answer. Um, but the um, the multiplayer is kind of weird because it's it's trying to straddle that uh, line between being satisfying and fun and being like a proper World War One battle. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it just feels awful to be in. There's a map, there's one of the the domination ones, which is like the massive 64-player, you know, war Mm -hmm. simulation type things. They're really sort of dramatic and exciting, but sometimes you're just... um, I'm sprinting through fucking dust and rubble, and you can't see anything because the building's been blown to shit and all the dust of it's just filled your vision for, you know, hundreds of metres around. And it's just Mm. screaming, and then you just... People dead... And you're trying to fucking run through, like, I don't know where anything is, and you get shot. And then the music, the music between respawning is like this really sad strings, like, it's like, I feel awful, especially if you get killed like four times in a row. You're just listening to this fucking Bloodborne esque soundtrack while you, <laughs> while you respawn, and there's just a corpse lying in your view. And it's like, is it just me getting a bit soft, or is this like quite. Like sometimes I'll just think this is all isn't war shit. So <laughs> it's my Alan Partridge moment. Ooh, bloody war! Um, and then so then another time I'll get like three headshots in a row and then revive two of my teammates. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you, fuck you, and Jerry. Like metal starts playing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like a weird. Yeah. Sometimes I'm I'm really into it, and then sometimes I feel like, God, this feel I feel. This is making me feel unhappy. I'm going to change the game. So what you're saying is war is good when you're winning <laughs> and sad when you're losing. <laughs> yes, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Cool. Um, Hitman's good. Been playing it and not played enough of it. I had a really shit moment. I don't know if anyone saw my, my little tweet of a video about it. The problem with Hitman uh, is I didn't. I adore it, and it's my favourite game series of all time. And mm-hmm. I love this new one. It is Blood Money with all the mod cons added on top of it. Mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. yes, wonderful. Big kisses, thanks, Squeenix. Love, much love. But um, it still has the same problems of when something doesn't quite work. It's just in fucking infuriating. So I did. Mm. I did the old. Um, uh, oh bloody hell! You know, one chance, one chance, Stan. Who missed your target? <laughs> 
Elicit One chance target. Standard. Thank you, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and um, and uh, it was in Bangkok. So I got my shoot suit on and I spent quite a lot of time figuring out what weapons I want to take into the mission. Um, and then I walked over to these two guards and I thought, I wonder if I can go through there. And you know how when you can't, they go, sorry, buddy, this, this area's off limits, you know, whatever. Or they say something like that or fuck off, mate, or something. Mm. But when you are allowed through, they give you, they say something nice. So I walked mm. up to them and he went, hey, nice threads, buddy. I was like, oh, cool, all right. So then I walked past them and he went, hey, you know what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> and he just shot me in the head and like, oh great so that's it no no more chances at that one now and that was it and I was just so I just got really pissed off with that I was like oh for fuck's sake because that just that doesn't this has gone against the rules of what you know and, and, and I don't think it was on purpose I think it was just a fucking a fuck up yeah, because um, on the one hand, obviously, a guy complimenting you on your clothes doesn't mean come into this secure area. But, <laughs> but, but, come on, mate. In the way, yeah, like the way the game generally works is that, yes, like you will get some kind of warning if you are not wearing the right disguise or whatever. Yeah. They'll put a so, hand up yeah. and say, hey, whoa. Or even if yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. hey, we've got a frisky or, or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I was like, oh, great. Well, that's I'd love it if that rule worked in real life, though. You could just get into any. Secure area if you're wearing a nice suit. If you look yeah. fly enough, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is basically how life works, though. Yeah, true. As long as, as, long as you look the part, you can do whatever you want. Mate. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's that's just try it. Just wear a really fucking sharp suit and guarantee the fucking <laughs> fucking area. Have you ever yeah, just house. like? Have you ever You've got to look really good. <laughs> like really like Richard levels <laughs> of Glengon, just and then you you can just waltz into Area Fifty One. Where the aliens at? <laughs> I got my suit. <laughs> <laughs> are you supposed to look at these shoes what do you think <laughs> oh, aliens are that oh, way mate good point yeah. <laughs> nice one second door on the left lights a cigarette walks off <laughs> just flicks it immediately without even smoking it cheers bro cheers bro um, I think that's I think that's all I've been playing or if there's anything else I've forgotten so it must be shit mm. wicked uh, Matt no we should probably go to more of his as he's seeing as he's got 10 minutes oh fuck yeah he's got to go in 10 minutes Jesus alright go on to more uh, luckily for you and my time limit uh, I've only been playing one game and it's the same game I've been playing all year it's Overwatch it's the Overwatch witness. baby oh, the witness I, yeah. I need to I need to fucking get back in oh I keep my God, saying this and I keep not doing it it's like got some me, kind man. of idiot it's got me yeah. real good I've played yes. 100 hours of it and I played 40 of those hours as one character and I just can't stop playing. It's just phenomenal. Who's your main? <laughs> Zarya. I started oh. off as a D.Va player and um, I don't know, there's something about Zarya that mechanically is just so satisfying. Maze Bay, mate. Maze Bay is good, but she's also, mm. she requires very little work and thought, I feel Fuck like. Fuck you. She's, she's <laughs> I mean, she, her, her tactics are basic. She's a basic bitch. Like, May is through. the most Overwatch character she, of all the Overwatch she's, characters. She's a great character. I love I love playing as her, but I don't think she requires much skill. You just hold the, the freeze button down and people stop moving and then you shoot them in the face and if you get in trouble, no, you put no. a wall up. you got to know Zarya, when to wall. I have stopped uh, ultimate after ultimate with that wall. Yeah, but don't like... give me that. Zarya is a character that basically, like, you're, you're shielding hmm. teammates and you're, you know, you're using... You're using risk reward to power yourself up, and then you have yeah. to still, at, at that moment where you're powered up, it's not like you're, you're 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 unstoppable now. You still need to be very careful in how you use your your new power in terms of like, um, you might be super powerful, but if you jump out and think I'm gonna rip these people to shreds now, and they'll just pop you in the head and you're done. The same her same best. thing is with with her ultimate as well. It's just like 
You need to pick your moments perfectly. You can tell a pro mm. Zarya player when they're they're really smart with who they put the shield on, who the which of their teammates they put the shield on. They'll spot yeah. who needs it and they'll whap it on just because I've played against Zarya's like that where I'm I'm about to target someone coming for like again you know usually again you're a tracer or something mm. and you unload and then the shield comes on like oh shit and then you've just given Zarya like a lot of power up you know yeah it, it, when you see someone doing that really well that's when you know you're you're in trouble mm. the difficult thing about her is like it's almost it feels it feels wrong but you need to get into a skirmish and take take a few bullets first before you pop a shield or give someone a shield and when you're playing with people who who aren't familiar with how zarya works or, or they're not familiar with your style of playing they get a bit aggro at you because you're not shielding them as they're going into a battle and you're letting them take damage when actually you're mm-hmm. supposed to let them take damage first um, yeah. because mm-hmm. if someone sees you coming with a shield in they'll just not shoot at you whereas if they're already shooting at you they're inclined to carry on shooting at you and then give uh-huh. you a boost but yeah it's just it's such a beautifully balanced game i feel like even when it's i mean there's it requires balancing constantly as most you know multiplayer games do but it's always it's always like fun to play Mm. Even when even when shit is going real bad, like we played on a team the other day that was just all torpions and they were defending, and it was, it was still like it was like working out a puzzle. Like, how do I get be a, get through this? How do we figure this out? And you just like start experimenting with different characters and different abilities and different like combos of characters and alts and trying to figure it out. It's just such a endlessly satisfying game. I found. Um, mm. Yeah, mm. I've just, I just can't stop playing. I play it for like three hours a day. Um, and it's just like, probably, I, yeah, I'm not sick of it at all. Me. Have you prestige? Can't stop playing. Yeah, I've prestige once. Um, yeah. And uh, like, there's there's games out there that I really want to play. Like, I still have not even touched Street Fighter, and that's been out for ages. Um, and and that's like one of my favorite franchises of all time. I'm like, every time I think about the fact that I haven't played it, it hurts me. But then I think I'll about be like, honest. The longer you leave it, the more you'll love it when you start. Yeah, I know. Keep fixing the shit. So yeah, exactly. Might not be a bad like, idea. I'll wake up in the morning and be like, you know what? I'm going to play Street Fighter today when I get back, and I'd be excited for the whole day about it. And then when I get <laughs> home, someone will be like, "John, play Overwatch." I'll be like, "Hell yeah, I want to play Overwatch. <laughs> Let's do this!" And I'm in there like a flash. <laughs> and it's just such a awesome game. Yeah, I'm. I'm mm. Yeah, I'm just so in love with that game. Can't stop playing it. I'm also playing Chrono Trigger on um, 3DS. Oh, yeah. Just because I just felt like playing it again. Um, every it's now a good and game. Yeah, every now and then I just come back to it and, and just, I never finish it all the way through again. I'll just play a bit from the start and get to mm. like uh, halfway through and then stop playing again just because it's, it's weirdly <laughs> comforting that game. Um, yeah. Is the, uh, the DS version has all the Toriyama animated bits? Doesn't uh, yeah, it? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just, just nice. It's great music. It's just such charming characters mm. love it yeah I've started playing Hitman as well now that season one's over mm-hmm. and I'm still at the, in the on the first episode which is the beta um, same content as the beta so I'm just doing the same stuff over and over again and I want to do all mm-hmm. the challenges and get all the you know do meet all the requirements the extra requirements for each mission but I've heard it's an excellent game so I'm looking forward to it I've installed it on my work PS4 so it's at, at my desk mm-hmm. as well so every now and then I'll just pop it on and have a quick go on it and then carry on working it's good fun yeah it feels like Hitman the first game sorry, sorry sorry Sean you go uh, so it was me, but no you I didn't go. say anything it's fucking oh, Gary <laughs> Jesus, he's fucking said enough mate. <laughs> I was, was, was going to say Hitman feels like the first game it's properly got episodic gaming right mm. and it feels like you know, yeah. every month or whatever you know, I'm sure when I first announced it it wasn't going to be episodic right 
Uh, no, it was. Yeah, it wasn't. and then and then like when they did announce it, everyone was like, "Oh right, yeah. someone's fucking." Yeah, totally fucked it. But <laughs> they got was unbelievable, and yeah. that's the worst. That's the thing that annoys me. Like, there's no way to find those people who are like, "Oh, you fucked up," and be like, "Hey, look at this game. It's phenomenal." <laughs> Like, well, what have you got to say for yourself, you shit muncher? <laughs> you just can't do it. Like, I wish someone yeah. would just go back through NeoGAF posts and be like, remember when you said this, how do you feel now? <laughs> when when it wins Game fair, of the I think, Year. I think if people were all held to account for forum posts in the past, we'd all be doomed. I'd be fine, mate. I don't think any, I don't think any of us would survive <laughs> that process. Squeaky clean. No, no flies on me. I mean, yeah, I, I mean so. we're, we're never going to find out, but I'd love to know what, what caused them to, to go episodic. I mean, maybe they were genuinely like, mm-hmm. we need to get this game out of door now because we need some money, but how, mm-hmm. whatever happened, it, it feels like it's the perfect game for it. And if, if this yeah. had come out in one, you know, one go, uh, everyone would have played it, and after two weeks, they probably wouldn't be talking about it. But as it is, every month is like new videos, new content, new, you know, like mm-hmm. let's plays because every episode, you know, because it, it, it's episodic and it, I think it feels like the, the perfect game for it. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, well, it's interesting because I've like because um, I've just not played like the last four that have come out, which is my fault. Um, but like the first two, like I really rinsed them. But I'm just wondering if now that I've got four to play, am I just going to do them back to back and just not really digest them like I did the first two? I bet you will. Or, I bet you'll just go through them like like a previous Hitman and maybe not not play them or try and be you know pull scores or you know do mm. do the way that if you're playing every month when everyone else plays uh mm. yeah i bet you'll probably rinse through them a lot quicker just download them mm. one episode yeah. at a time and like really yeah. rinse the episode before you move on and download the other one to, yeah. yeah yeah i can't i can't play them back to back like that even even when i've played blood money which is one of my favorite games of all time like i couldn't mm-hmm. when every, even when i like whenever i came back to it i would play one level and spend like you know an hour and a half or so on that level or a bit less than that and then I'd be mm-hmm. right I've I've enjoyed that but I don't want to start another one because there's that sort of that build it's very, it's quite intense there's a lot of a lot of thinking and there's a lot of you know a lot of waiting and, and a lot of sort of planning and and it feels good but then you think well if I go again I'm gonna have to jump I have to say to myself right I'm committing another hour and 20 to this one so I, I tend to just do one level and just do it well and, and, and thoroughly and then just go right that's me for today I'll, I'll come back next time so I think that for me that episodic thing was just perfect as to how I enjoy playing Hitman as well so yeah, yeah. it's good yeah, yeah. right on that note Tamor do you need to fuck off uh, I will I can actually yeah I gotta go <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to pawn it off and be like no I'm busy but I can't I probably shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> that's fine but, well thanks for joining us no worries apologies that I, I was going to say, say I was going to say do you want to plug anything listeners have you heard of GameSpot yes <laughs> check <laughs> it out little, little website little, little game website blog called GameSpot.com uh, there, is, there is something else uh, yeah uh, a podcast called Chat Very Good I've heard it's yeah. it's good um, you very, should check that out good, very good yeah I still haven't edit our, edited our latest episode because I'm so lazy um, I thought that's what you're going to have to do. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but yeah, oh, check out, check us out. We're we're around. We're a, a, sim- a sister podcast. I like to say to this, even though it's not been one that hates authorized. Games. Authorized? Yeah, we don't talk about games at all. We can't. <laughs> yeah, not been like confirmed yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've just assumed I'm a sister podcast. Whether you like it or not, I've just moved in. How you like that? I do talk. Me and Chris that's on fine. the last episode, I went to see him in Edinburgh. And we we talk about Tubin, which is a really old mid-way arcade <laughs> game, for about half an hour and how racist it is. So that's pretty good. Yeah. 
All right, gotta go. Bye. Bye. Right, Thanks. Bye. 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 Love you. Piss off. <laughs> right, Matt. I'm. I want. I'm excited to hear about yours. Are you really? Yeah, I want to know. I want to how. You, I want to how you're getting on with the PSVR and stuff. It's like this is. This was the interesting part where it's like. You're still using it, and that's cool. I am. Like, I'm, do you know what I mean? I, like, I'm still using it loads. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I still get excited every time I get to use it. it that has mm-hmm. not that has not gone away. Frankly, I, I was worried it would do, but you know, after the weekend we had together, we all played it, and you know, I thought you know, would that be it? But actually, no. I'm still still loving it, still enjoying new new experiences, and um, I'm, I'm still getting through a list of games I've got. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and this week I I played and I finished Until Dawn: Rush of Blood. Um, mm-hmm. Which is uh, it's an on rails shooter basically. Uh, there's seven levels of uh, you in this like haunted house type type affair, going through and shooting horrible things. Um, it actually took me about five days to get past the in the actual main menu because <laughs> I put a headset on and uh, the first thing you see you're like going slow down this like this this track um, mm-hmm. in this like this in this uh, in this roller coaster. And you hear like a woman, a woman crying, a baby screaming, and there's like you see a wheelchair going into this black, this dark alley. And I'm like, oh god, I can't even do this. And I took the headset <laughs> off, and like it's about a week of me thinking about that wheelchair. So I'm not even sure if I can play this game. Why is it a wheelchair that? Because the wheelchair did it. is on its own going down into a dark alley, and like you know, it's got a phobia of the disabled. Yeah, it's just I don't like wheelchairs that move on their own. I just don't trust them. <laughs> Anyway, so after about a week, I thought, okay, no, Matt, you can do this. You can get past the fucking main menu. Come on, boy, you can do mm-hmm. this. And, mm-hmm. um, and I did. I got, I got to the main menu. So um, that was the first mission done. Um, but the actual <laughs> game itself, it is, it is really, it is scary. But it's, uh, it's exciting, scary, and it's quite. It's, uh-huh. it's obviously, it's not psychological horror like PT. So it's a lot easier to, yeah. to do. I mean, the, 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 there was loads, there's loads of jump scares. Like the amount of times I've. I mean, I'm not going to say all the hairs on my back like stood up, but um, all the back of my neck even. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> but 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 uh, I definitely had chills at various points. Like, because I'm not mm-hmm. good at horror games, I'm so I'm terrible with horror films. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just can't watch them. But this, yeah, mm-hmm. at points, you know, it it just shits you up so easy. And it, things that can only be been done in VR, like you hear, like, there's many moments where. You're going down this track and it's, and it's this roller coaster type thing, but it goes into place and it basically it slows down and stops, and then all the lights go off in this area. And because of the 3D sound, you've got obviously both the head, head, headphones in, you can hear something mm. to your left, you turn to your left, you look forward, and suddenly there's like something in your face. Like that, that, that just can't mm. be done in mm. non VR games, and it's, that's why horror yeah. is so, it's so sort of affecting, so, so powerful, mm-hmm. and so shit scary in, in VR. But yeah, the amount of times it, you know the lights go off, and maybe you can see like a shadow moving in a distance, and you look around because um you've got um the two guns and i'm obviously using two move controllers but you can use the dual shock the two move controllers as guns in game their guns mm-hmm. and they can be they can be changed from like shotguns to uzis to handguns whatever they also have torches on them so you're constantly sort of looking uh looking around around your view to you know to 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 to, to basically put a light into darkened corners to see what's around there, to see if there's any, any hidden mm-hmm. things you can shoot, any collectibles. And the amount of times you sort of look around and suddenly there's a face and you're oh, there's, like someone's peering over like over the edge oh of the God. in the roller coaster. It's fucking it's it's intense. So it's like a ghost. So it's a ghost train, but you're yeah, 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 it's a ghost train. Yeah, sat on a ghost train. Yeah, I mean, so at the start of each level, you have this like weird guy who I'm not basically so. 
this obviously it's called Until Dawn. I think it has very, very loose connections to to the main game, but there's definitely bits which I think I'm probably missing out on by not knowing the main game. It, a lot, characters' names and I can't even recall it now, but characters' names are mentioned, and I'm fairly sure that's to do with the actual main Until Dawn game. Um, but each level starts. You're yeah yeah you're in this you're in this site. You start this fairground ride. This guy's like talking about the level that you're about to go through, and then you're suddenly outdoors. And I believe. It's like it's an outdoor, like, snowy location. I think that's maybe where like the the main game set is that set in winter. Yeah, okay. um, and then you basically go into this like into this uh, rush of blood um, uh, ghost train, basically. But yeah, at the start you're sort of outside and it's all in snow and yeah, it, 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 but it's basically a ghost train. But no, it's it's really good. I mean, it's uh, it's not too scary, but it definitely gets you gets you with jump scares. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's got, it's got some weird link to Main Until Dawn game, but I can't tell. There's some weird cutscenes, um, which involve like you being strapped into a chair and like horrible things being done to you. I think that's the relation to the main game. I'm not sure. I mean, it, it feels nice. like it certainly is. Um, yeah, I mean, it works really well with the move controllers. I'm actually really impressed. And like, tracking wise, I've had I've had some issues, but you can always just hit select to, to sort of recenter your your your, your move controllers. I haven't played it with a dual shock. Um, so I can't really comment on that but move controls it, it, it's, it's really good and you can you sort of flick the move controller up uh, to reload or you can press the, the move the move button it, it feels better to, to flick the move controller up to reload but it's honestly it's mm. probably just quicker just to press the button um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's really fun, and it, it's it's, only, it's like seven levels, about fifteen minutes each. Each one's got a different theme. One of them, uh, I mean, Dave Turner's will never play. It's all about spiders and like the bosses, like a massive spider, and it is is. I mean, I, I'm, I don't mind spiders too much, but when you got like a twenty five foot spider in your face, it's it's fucking intense. <laughs> um, whatever happens, but I mean, I, the only th- the main thing that this made me feel was. Um, one actually I, I could actually handle it and maybe I might try Here They Lie or some other horror games if I can handle this maybe I can mm. play some others but also it really makes really definitely want, makes you want Sega to do something like light gun like gun wise I mean getting like Virtual yeah. Cop in VR would be awesome or you know a, a House of the Dead obviously all that sort of stuff I mean light gun games would I think they'd be amazing in VR I'd love to see them come back a bit more I know like light they gun could games make a killing if they just ported like loads of arcade ones oh god yeah yeah they absolutely would it'd be it would be brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, VR point blank. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. What's that? There you go. That's what you fucking want. Book I it. Mean, I, I, I would definitely get a new time crisis if it came out in VR. I, I, I really think. I, I mean, any, any, any sort of light gun game would be great, I and mean, we haven't really seen them for a while. Um, but yeah, to have that come back in VR, I think it would work really well. But um, yeah, mm. it's, it's a solid game. I mean, it, it's not a terribly long game. Like I said, it's like seven levels, about fifteen minutes each. But um, there's plenty of replayability. You can like you got global leaderboards, also you can like sort of yeah, you got friends leaderboards mm-hmm. and stuff. There's also loads of loads of um, collectibles. In fact, one of the things I found mm. most fun was you see these like little clown statues which you can shoot, and you got you know if you hit with them, you get like a you get you basically that's that's one of the collectibles to play through the game, but I was constantly looking around to, to try and find them as much as an enemy, so I, I found that really, mm-hmm. really fun just just to get them. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's not it's not a massively complex game. It's fairly simple sort of mechanics, just you know, just shoot and and do all the huge things you would do in a light gun game. But I, I think it's really, really good. And I'm not, I don't know how much it is, and not that the price should necessarily you know, determine the value of the game. But I I, I, I think it's well worth picking up. I, I've really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, the other the other VR game I'm playing because I, I basically only play VR games. In fact, I haven't actually played a non VR game since getting the PSVR. <laughs> oh um, because I- that, that's good to hear though, because this this was the whole thing, wasn't it? Like we had that weekend and it was proper good fun, and then it was like the test is 
are you going to keep using it when there's not like a party involved and is it you know is it just yeah. something that's going to sort of be part of your life and no it's good to see that it has yeah, I'm glad. I mean I, 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 I was obviously excited by it anyway and you know I've played the Survive stuff and I, I'm just I just love I love what experiences it give you and it's really mm-hmm. interesting to me. So I, I, I'm also glad I'm still playing it because there was definitely a part of me that was worried that maybe it was just all the hype of something new and after that it's gone away. Mm. I mean, it's also it's yeah. it, for me it's not it's not like a nightmare to like keep plugging in and plugging out because the cables are in now. I literally mm-hmm. just plug it in, put the headset on, and within five minutes you're playing. I think if it's much more complicated mm-hmm. than that, and especially obviously with Vive, you've got the other the lover, the other lighthouse cameras. Maybe a bit told nine yeah. if I was getting there, it was out the whole time and cal- you know calibrating. But um, as it is, you just put the headset on within five minutes, you're, you're, you're away. So uh, yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's not an issue at all. So I'm still playing it. But the other thing I played is uh, this week. Uh, well, I think it's probably technically last week. Um, uh, Infinity Ward released a free Call of Duty VR mission called Jackal Assault. Yeah. Now, when um, when they announced this, uh, there was a bit of confusion when they announced it at E3 because at one point it felt like it, it seemed like they announced that all of Call of Duty was VR, and then they said no, it's just one mission. And then actually, just two weeks ago, they said actually this missions could be free and you don't even have to own Call of Duty, uh, the latest one. So it's just yeah. a free download. It's called Jackal Assault. It's basically a demo, much in the same vein as Eve. It, it's, it's, it's a it's a space combat game. The demo only lasts about four minutes, but it's it's really really fun. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean it, it, it's really simple, uh, but I feel like the feeling of being in space it, it feels a lot better in this than the eve demo the ship's a lot a lot weightier and it's just it's just really fun sort of um doing um you know, banking your ship but, but also looking with your head to see ships above you and, and flipping around the shooting them the shooting feels really good mm-hmm. and graphically mm-hmm. it's hard to hard to compare this and this and uh this and Eve, I think this is probably more detailed. But the, the, the other one, the, the Eve demo, I think you played a demo of Eve, but the Eve demo had much more ships and much larger ships. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, this is only four minutes. I mean, and, and it's just a demo. There is no full game. But I, I again, much like the Eve demo, I, I would love a, a full, a full sort of space combat shooter. I've read, I've read a mm. few complaints about Eve not being really worth the money, and the single player is pretty weak. But um, I would, I. I, I I would definitely play a full version of this Call of Duty Jackal Assault game. I'll actually play it twice because there's a bit of a score attack thing, and you can you can quickly quickly game get into a game and sort of and try and improve your score. So as a demo, I've played mm. I've got a bit of value out of it. I've played it a couple of times now, but um yeah, it's all right. It's all right. You know, for, for free, it's it's decent. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they are testing the waters to do something a bit more significant with it, or. Yeah. It seems like an odd thing to just put out for free and be like, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I also <laughs> love to know. I'd also love to know how how many people actually worked on this to to, to get it to where it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, was this just okay? Um, you know, you you two over there, you got six months and here's some money. Try and do a VR demo for you know for, mm-hmm. for E3 and, and see where it goes from there. But or, or was it like mm-hmm. a team of 20, 30, 40 people? I don't know it, because yeah. obviously this and Eve demo are both super short. Now Eve's a full game, so mm-hmm. maybe it's short because they would just want to whet your appetite and you can go out and buy the full one. This is short mm-hmm. but it's also not even not even the full game and does that mean it just takes absolutely you know it takes so so long to get any sort of you know to get 50 minutes of gameplay let alone half an hour an hour or is it just the fact mm-hmm. there's just too many resources or i mean obviously we're never going to know the answers to these questions but yeah it's interesting a lot of people have done these sort of demos they feel like tech demos they're just quite short things is that, is that just them testing out to see what they can do 
Uh, it's so interesting. It's weird, isn't it? Because like, it's so interesting that like both of these demos are time limited because part of you is just like, mate, just let me fly around. Well, no, like, no, no so sorry. What, what, <laughs> the, 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 this track one isn't time limited. It's just the things you can do. Are, and the, thing, the things you do are, are, are done super quickly in there, and it just lasts like four okay. minutes. Whereas where the Eve one just just it just runs out after Literally like stops you after, after two yeah, minutes yeah. or whatever. I, mean, I love. I don't know how long yeah. it is, but no, this one. The, the, basically, the, the, it's the same sort of thing. You get you in space. You got like, there's enemy ships appear. You shoot them, and then everyone mm. and then focuses their fire on one other ship, and then that's the end really. But uh, yeah, I mean, for, for a free demo, it, it's really fun. It didn't really make me sick, which was which was good. Bonus. Actually, one thing about Wash of Blood again is that it is it is roller, roller coaster as well as just being this ghost train. And there are some bits where your stomach really does go just like a real, real roller coaster. And it, <laughs> but, yeah. but just like a real roller coaster. I mean, I, I really like roller coasters anyway in real life. But I was like, I wanted like a really big drop or really big hill. You know, I, w- I wanted to have that. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly the same feeling. And you know, I didn't sort of have my hands in the air and sort of scream to go faster. But I definitely had that same sort of rush <laughs> of like, this is brilliant being on a roller coaster. You know, so I think it did that really well. And again, I wasn't. I didn't feel poorly and playing. And I played that for an hour and a half last night, and I wasn't. I was, it wasn't oh, sure. too much. Although, although my wife had a massive go at me because she's she's concerned that my eyes are going to fall out of my head. Um, <laughs> but it is what it is, you know. Uh, but no, no, I'm still playing VR. I've got Robinson to play now, which I'm quite looking forward to. Robinson, uh, I can't remember the full name of the game, but that's basically the Crytek game. So I'm interested to see oh, what right. that looks like. Uh, it's uh, sort of dinosaurs. You're exploring like an island. Um, I hear that's quite short, like three or four hours. Mm-hmm. A lot of people complaining about the £50 price <laughs> price tag on that, which I'm not surprised. Oh, shit, is it full? Yeah, right. yes, it's full whack. Uh, it's another one that it mm-hmm. feels like they're, 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 they're also testing the waters with prices, but it feels like that. Yeah. And like Super Hypercube, which I played again the week. Super Hypercube is so bloody good. It's I think it's fantastic. Visually, <laughs> musically... <I> could... <laughs> Like when I was playing, I could tell it was good. I just the fitting shapes into walls thing just stresses me out. Yeah, no, it's even stressful. I, 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 I actually find it quite tough, um, but yeah. I, I, it's so good. But like twenty five quid, pools aren't aren't going to buy it. That thing, I know it's mm. easy to say now, but that thing was like ten, fifteen quid. I think, I think so many people would have bought that and like right now there's barely anyone on the on the um leaderboards i mean i, I was i was in the, the, the top thousand in i think worldwide or something it's ridiculous you know and i, I i'm clearly mm-hmm. not i'm clearly not you know like an amazing player but it's such a shame because that game is is amazing i know it's 25 quid if anyone's listening and you want sort of a fun puzzle game i reckon it'd be great at parties um yeah, it, it, visually, it has some really incredible visuals. I mean, not quite res quality, but up there, you know, it, it looks great. Musically, it's great. It's really well put together game, perfect for VR. But uh, yes, another game, um, 25 quid. And a lot of people like Rob, are saying about Robinson, I'm not going to pay 50 quid for, even if it's a brilliant three or four experience, I'm just not going to do it. So anyway, yeah. I'm looking forward to trying Robinson next. Um, Riggs, oh, actually, Riggs, so I played that in a week and I was um, mm-hmm. ill for a full 24 hours. <laughs> no, um, so Fuck. I went against my own advice. And the, the the advice of VR is the moment you start feeling sick or motion sickness, just get take the headset off and you know, have a glass mm-hmm. of water. Just stop playing. But I, I was playing the tutorial. I started getting a bit hot. I was like, okay, well, you know, I don't want I, I don't want to stop now because I might have to do the tutorial again. And I'll just I'll quickly get through it. And I, yeah, I I um I that, that was a huge mistake. And I was basically yeah, I, I felt 
I had motion sickness basically for that day. <laughs> it's yeah. Fuck. I, I went to bed and I, you know, and, and my head was like spinning. I was almost like I was pissing. I mean, obviously, you're not going to understand that, Sean. But yeah, yeah, you know, go to bed too much drink, like the whole room spinning. I went to bed. It was like that. I woke up and I felt like I had a hangover, and all day I felt a bit like ugh, I, I don't know, just wow. sort of motion sickness. Yeah. So, anyone listening, it sounds um, <laughs> it sounds a bit like uh, Gary when we did the canal boat for five days. Yes. And after that, um, we all felt a bit queasy for like a good... It was like a good week or so before it fully went away. Mm-hmm. And was, and, yeah. yeah, and I, lo- I looked it up and it turns out that's a real thing. It's called a mal de debarkment. Uh, it might um, have been it's definitely not how you pronounce it because was... it's French. <laughs> Isn't it? it might be because I was drinking like a bottle of Jack every day. And... <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't. I know you still felt roof, awful. But, uh... um, but no, it, yeah, it's I mean, just I, a I thing. Mean, like you... that. Yeah, it's mal de debarkment, mate. It's nothing to do with yeah. this. <laughs> bloody mild department um yeah that no, is weird though it's but it's a bit like um like if you run a treadmill and then and then you get off and you still feel like you're running forwards yeah how about that whole weird because <clears throat> i had that I, I played a little bit at um scullion's house chris scullion's house and and i played the um the, the little um bloody stupid robots ps4 playroom yeah. robots yeah thing. Yeah, and, Robot and Rescue like, on Playroom VR, yeah. That's the fella. Um, hmm. And as the, as every time the camera l- moved forward, it kind of it kind of lurches forward, but and my knees would just kind of go in the other direction every time. <laughs> it's really weird. And that made me feel yeah. much worse than Drive Club, which I played, and I was completely fine with. <laughs> Did you play Res? No, he didn't have it. Ah, Scullion! I know, bloody Scullion. Doesn't have it. Non-res. How can you have PSVR and not have res? Because his house is is fucking Lego dimensions, right? And and about (laughs) seven hundred fucking Lego men. (laughs) It's a disgrace. It's an embarrassment. (laughs) Although I did actually have fun because we we did um we uh, we took did an A team level where he was BA Barakas and I was Gollum from Lord of the Rings and we ran around like solving crime. (laughs) It's fucking amazing, to be fair. Jesus, you know, but, that um, yeah, good. but that's uh, yeah, it's weird and it's it, it kind of creeps up on you sometimes, doesn't it? Like, have you ever that thing where your head feels really hot? Yeah, out of nowhere, mm. that's weird. That's you how think, it starts. Oh, this is yeah, fine. and you just go, oh god, my head's heating up. Why? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I've done all right. I mean, the things I've played other VR before, like I played Land's End, which is the us two games. Um, thing mm-hmm. they did, and that was on the Gear, the Samsung Gear VR, mm-hmm. and that was that was pretty much fine because um, what you would do is you'd look at a point in the world and it and it'd fill in a circle, and when that circle filled in, you you sort of float towards that point, and that's how you moved right. around. Um, mm-hmm. But if as long as you look straight ahead, you didn't feel sick. But if you were looking left or right when you stopped, because you stop abruptly, like don't, um, the inertia yeah. just make it always makes me feel sick. It's the inertia that gets me. Um, this is interesting because it's like the opposite of travel sickness, I guess. Because you know the thing with travel sickness is you uh, your ears can tell, like can feel that you're moving, but your eyes are like if you're inside a vehicle or whatever, your eyes are showing that you're still, and it's that mismatch that makes your brain think it's been poisoned or whatever because you must be hallucinating. Um, Oh. Which is why it makes you, you know, throw up and stuff because your brain's like, yeah, poison out. Get poison eating out, mushrooms or something, you fucking rackhead. Um, whereas <laughs> this is the other way around because you, you're seeing, you're seeing movement, but you're not feeling it. Yeah. So I guess that's the. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. So yeah, effectively, you're just getting like really severe motion sickness because your brain's thinking, well, I'm not moving, but it looks like I am. Something's fucking wrong. Inverted travel sickness. It's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
one thing that I haven't seen many VR games do, which was in. Uh, this sounds like I'm shilling that. I, like to to be clear, I'm working. I'm doing photos of us two once a week and sort of doing a documentary thing on them. But so take mm-hmm. take that this as you will. But there's a like a cave section in there in Land's End. But you, you go down. So you know a lot of a lot of VR games. Uh, at least when it sort of started to kick off, were all about like look how high in the sky you are. Look below you. Look there's all kinds yeah. of shit down there. You're like a bird. There's that. There was, there was a bird sim- simulator, wasn't there? What that game was called? Wings or Eagle or something? <laughs> Eagle and, Flight, um, yeah. That's the one, yeah. yeah. And um, in in this Land's End one, there's there's a bit where you you descend into a cave, and that was really like I really got a sense of immersion with that because I thought I, I don't know there's something about going down into a dark cave from a really bright area that was was quite effective compared to the bits that also in that game where you're flying around high up. I didn't really feel like I was. Oh, I'm flying. I didn't, I didn't really get any sort of sensation of that. But going down into stuff is quite effective in VR, and I think more people should sort of try and do that. Yeah, they do it on Ocean Descent, um, where you go down in, in the cage underwater and then the shark and stuff comes. So, yeah, it, that, that is done really well on that, and that's, that's quite a subtle thing. But mm. yeah, I don't know really why. Good. I don't know what it is. That sensation of, of going down into something just feels more believable. But I don't know why. Or it might just be mm. me, but it just feels more like, I don't know, more convincing. So it's kind of mm. cool. Like, I'd like to see more things that do that, yeah. Yeah. I've also played loads more Drive Club, and uh, I, after that one on yeah. the weekend where I felt ill straight away, I played like six or seven races in a row, and I felt totally fine. So maybe it's my VR legs yeah, or, cool. or what. But yeah, of Drive Club, yeah. yes, it looks it looks a bit, it looks crap. But it's it's still it's still fun. It's still yeah. solid racing. Um, I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to seeing what other races come out for it. Um, and I'll just play it actually with, um, I know I've got the steering wheel, but I also play, I just play it with, uh, with like motion uh, motion sensing in the pad, and, and that worked really well as well. Uh, I was quite impressed with that. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah cool. and I played those others as well. I'll stop. I'll stop boring people with VR stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still playing. I'm still <laughs> loving it. With Drive cool. Club, no, it's, I'm, go on. I was only just going to say with with Drive Club. Did you not feel like the the thing with the driving game in VR is like you can't. You're not. You know, as in real life, if you're speeding along, you're not really encouraged to look left and right out the windows and look at stuff unless well apart from like you know a junction for example you, you do more than you would think like if you if you drive a real car and then play a driving game where your view is just like squarely in front mm. it feels fucking weird yeah it's like it's not like you don't like sit there and go and now i'm going to turn 90 degrees to the left <laughs> 90 degrees to the yeah. right it's like you just <laughs> yeah. sort of subtly like your eyes are just sort of dancing around constantly and just sort of being aware, yes. which you can't do so much in most games. Whereas I think, yeah, yeah, it's Go just on, a weird. No, that was it. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just a weird okay. sort of um, observation because you don't really mm. need to look left or right in the driving game. It's all in front of you, and that's because Drive Club. Sure, yeah, it's not like you're doing manoeuvres, is it? Yeah, and because Drive Club wasn't made initially for VR, it it's mm. not the the uh, races aren't designed that way. But I think if you had mm. a VR racing game from the ground up, maybe they may take more advantage of having to look around you for whatever reason. No, I, I still, I, feel, yeah. I think they're still doing Drive Club because I found myself naturally looking looking at the mirrors when I was when I was going around the corner, and not to you know not to okay. see if there's like you know, a cyclist in my way, but I don't know just to see <laughs> other, other drivers on the inside or outside lane. And I, I found myself looking uh, in sense. the rearview mm. mirror and and wing mirrors loads actually. Uh, I think that's done really well. And this is you know the 
first game, um, you know, to, to the first driving game on, on PSVR to do it. So interesting mm. to see what happens next. So obviously, another, another bit of news from the week is that GT Sport, um, obviously that's maybe out this year. It's been delayed till next year. Mm. At the time when they announced, mm. they said it'd be fully VR. Now they said only one part of the game is VR. Uh, I'm not sure if they mm. like, drastically cut back on the VR stuff or what. I mean, th- th- their reasoning was that they didn't want to. They they wanted to make sure players were co- um, were uh, happy to, happy to play or basically they, they didn't want to uh, they didn't want to make it too intense for players. It was some really weird and weak excuse. I don't know, but now mm. only one element of GT Sport is now VR uh, as opposed okay. to being fully VR like, like we expected last time. But uh, yeah. Mm. Anyway. I was just, I was I was gonna say earlier I was interested, Gary you mentioned gear VR. Yeah. And like I keep like you know, like the other week or whatever, Google announced their new headset, yeah. new VR headset, Google Dream. Um, Daydream, Daydream yeah. VR, yeah. Well, Daydream, Daydream, yeah um, Daydream View is the headset, but Daydream VR is like the platform where other yeah. handsets will be Daydream compatible, yeah. Well, yeah, see, this is the thing because I was like, "Oh, fuck! Is, is is mine daydream compatible?" And I was like, "No, hang on, I've got a Samsung. I could just get a <laughs> Gear VR now." Yeah. Two problems with that: one, phone's got fucking scratch on the screen, which I know is going to be really obvious because it's going to be magnified in my face. <laughs> and two, like I don't really know what's available for it. Like I don't know anyone with a Gear VR who's like, "Oh yeah, I played this and it was really cool." Like I don't know if it just uses like google cardboard stuff or, it, or if it needs its own stuff or what yeah, it's got it's, its own store yeah. yeah it's got it's got its own oh, google yeah. gifts um sorry uh, samsung gear vr store yeah because obviously uh, okay. that, that uses oculus technology so this is it's much better and much better than, uh, than google cardboard i've got an impression oh, okay. actually that there's quite a lot of stuff out there so if you find a cheap mm-hmm. gear vr headset or you get one free with a contract mm-hmm. with, oh, i'll definitely definitely have, have a look yeah um, yeah. Well, I need to basically what I need to do is like take a hammer to this phone and then claim it on contents insurance because <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> it's doing me in that it's just got this one scratch on the screen, um, but there's no like there is no solution other than just destroying it <laughs> and then being like, Whoops. so be it. <laughs> yeah, I, I only know um, I only know Plan's End for it because, but yeah, but mm-hmm. obviously Matt will be the man to fucking guide you through the. The wonderful world of VR. He's got that. He's got that down. <laughs> uh, right. I've been playing Titanfall Two, which I'm not going to bang on about too much because I know Dave will want to be around for that discussion. Short version. Surprise. It's really good. Um, I should mention because because uh, last episode I was sulking about not being able to afford it. A listener who I think it's less crass if I don't name him um, offered me a copy. Um, which is very kind of him. Yeah. So basically, yeah, if you're poor, um, just go begging on a podcast, um, and people will take a pity on you. for us all. <laughs> Christmas yeah, yeah, yeah. message. Um, so no, that, so no, that, that was much appreciated. Um, yeah, I finished the campaign in like a day. Basically, well, I started. I did like an hour um, on the evening that I got it, and then the next day, just like my dog had just been spayed, so I was like, oh no, I've got a spend all day sitting on the sofa with her playing video games and just smashed like straight through the campaign and yeah properly fucking enjoyed it um uh, how long was it five uh, six hours uh yeah probably not even that to be honest probably more like four or five but um but it's it's fucking dense and there's some really clever stuff it's one of those ones where you know it's special because you don't want to spoil the mechanics of it yeah you know like n- never mind the story and stuff um, I mean, the way the story ends is like so obvious. It's well done, but it's exactly what you would expect to happen. But it's yeah, it's just some of the, the little ideas that it plays with along the way, and it's just generally 
um, much smarter than like you know it could have just got away with being a Call of Duty style roller coaster, um, and they've avoided that temptation. They've put a lot more thought in than they needed to, I think. Um, so that's really cool. And I'm getting into the multiplayer a bit, but I've promised like most people I know aren't picking it up until Christmas, so I'm sort of yes. <laughs> trying to trying to hold off. <laughs> um, uh, I finished Hyperlight Drifter, and I talked about this last time and my ridiculous turnaround on it. Um, yeah, just unbelievably good. Like I've never, you know, like it's it's quite a common podcast question when people say like, "Oh, has there been any games that you totally hated and then like completely turned around on?" I've never had an answer for that. Now I do. Yeah. Um, like it's it's a weird experience to just go from completely not hating it, but just being really disappointed because and because I was so excited about it, like there was definitely a, an amount of bitterness there and like finally playing it and just being like, this is really frustrating and stupid. Um, but the devs, God love them, have put loads of work in and fixed all the things that I thought were wrong with it. And now it's one of my favourite games of 2016. Yeah, it's good games in it. Yeah, so so is, yeah. obviously that yeah it um it blew up on Kickstarter and then and then you said that yeah. they essentially felt like they 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 redid it again you know to change those mechanics. I mean, do you know if it is a dead mm. work on another game now or was it just that one guy? Did he have to recruit loads of people to get this game done entirely? Uh, I think he already had a team oh, okay. when the Kickstarter happened. I dare say when the it did as well as it did, he probably hired some more people because you would. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, I've, I've no idea what their plans are now. Um, but yeah, it's just really nice that they like because it's not like you know this was one of your your famous Kickstarter disasters where they just kicked it out the door unfinished and and you know fucking deal with it. Like it, it was loads of people were really enjoying it when it originally came out. Um, but there was just a lot of people like me who were just like it's really hard and not in a good way. Um, but like if they hadn't catered to us at no point would I have said like you know I've been fucking robbed like I've paid for this game and you haven't delivered because they did deliver the game and it was everything they said it would be um, just for me too difficult mm. so the fact that they've they've gone out of the way to rectify that is, is really cool I think um, yeah, because whenever we hear about these so yeah. Kickstarter games that blow up, it feels like yeah, you know, it, it's just like one or two people or a small team. I always think, well, they've probably been trying to build build this game for years. It's like almost their life's work. Mm. They've always had ideas about this game, and they've finally mm. had you know, now the money and support to do it. I always think, what happens next? Mm. Like they put a game out, then they're like, well, hang yeah. on, I've been working. That's the one game I've been focusing on for like fifteen, twenty years. Now what do I do? But I guess if you, <laughs> you know, if you, if I'm, I'm sure these designers have got more than one game in their head and hopefully whatever Hyperlight of Drifter guys do they're going to do well with the next one yeah I mean I suppose like this is a problem with it's a problem I don't know it's an interesting concern with like developers that do sort of quite personal works in that like so Hyperlight Drifter is, is about um, oh, I've forgotten the guy's name which is really rude but um, basically the guy who's leading the project um, suffers from like congenital heart disease and he's only, I think he's in like his early 30s and he's he has to take like tons of medication every day and could just die at any point. Oh. Um, and the game is kind of about that um, in, in some ways. Like obviously it's mainly about a space sailing with a laser sword, killing bad guys. <laughs> um, but also, yeah, it's it's got this, this theme of like basically being like terminally ill. Um, 
so and like yeah so like he's done that he's done high flight gesture and it's out and it's very good cheers but like is he now is he now not allowed to just do another game about having congenital heart disease do you know what i mean <laughs> like it's like like oh so, well done mate you did another game about congenital heart disease fucking change yeah, the record right, rolling you know their eyes. <laughs> Um, and yet, of yeah. course, that Lazy is the thing sequel. that like dominates. Lazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but that's the thing that dominates his his everyday life. Um, yeah. So yeah. Well, I mean, how do you, you know? That, what else do you want from him? I think like, <laughs> the problem with a subject like that is you can't. You can only really do one game, film, or thing, book, mm. TV show about it. Really, can't you? You can't sort of mm. like. It's just such a huge subject. It's such a sort of. Yeah, uh, yeah, enormous uh, final sort of subject that you can't be like, oh yeah, I'll just let's do that again. You can't really. You've got yeah. to say everything you need to say <laughs> in one go. Really, you can't sort of. Yeah. And now this this I one's about to be the, fair, I the mean, other chamber of the heart, which is also possibly going to fail. <laughs> you know, you can't get four. I mean, I guess the problem is that, like, <laughs> like obviously, I've, I've just sort of exposed my own ignorance in that you know i've basically just decided that because a guy suffers from congenital heart disease that's all he's got to talk about you know oh, yeah. like yeah like obviously that can be a thing he wants to talk about but he's not defined by it if he doesn't yeah you know if he chooses not that's to be not the only thing going on in his life yeah exactly there you go um so yeah so actually i suppose everything i just said was bollocks well no because he said he um, won't make another <laughs> game about congenital heart disease yeah <laughs> which yeah you're right he won't because why would you make two yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, High Flight Drifter is uh, fucking amazing. I gather the... And I had a few people asking me about this on Twitter. Um, so I've been playing the PC version where the sort of easy mode and 60 frames a second update is still sort of technically like in beta, I think. Um, and they're going to sort of roll it out to the consoles um, when they feel it is is perfect. I didn't experience any issues with it, but... It's fucking game dev, in it? Um but yeah, when when it is confirmed they've rolled out to the console versions, I cannot recommend it highly enough. And I guess, I mean, if you're going to play it, like maybe try on normal first, and if it's pissing you off, then just don't feel any shame in knocking it down. Well, you have to start again, but start again on easy. Um, and you will, I'm pretty sure, enjoy the fuck out of it. I also played, and I forget the proper title, I'm just calling it Jackbox. I think it's like Jackbox Party Games, Jackbox... Jackbox Party Collection, something like that. Um, I played this. Uh, I went to see uh, Louis Proctor because he's visiting home from Cambodia um, and met up with him and uh, another friend of ours. And we played... Uh, basically, Will just like insisted that we play these and we were all a bit like, eh, I don't really know what it is, but fine. I'll trust you on it. Uh, one of the smartest like same-room multiplayer things I've ever played. Um so it's from the, I believe it's from the people who are responsible for You Don't Know Jack, you know, the yeah, yeah. semi-famous quiz game, which I, I've never played, but I, I remember like a lot of people being like, it is smarter than you would think. Like it's, it's not just a quiz, um, like it's actually quite funny and, and inventive and stuff. And yeah, I can believe it because the Jackbox stuff is really fascinating. So this is on PS4 and Steam, I think. Um and basically the way it works is it start like it starts up and you've got like all these different sort of quiz style things you can pick from um and you pick one and you start a game and then it gives you like a four letter code and then you get your phone out or your tablet and you go on the browser and you go to jackbox.tv um and then you literally just put that four letter code in and that's it your your web browser on your phone is your controller for 
for the game. Hmm. Um, so like you all just kind of sign in on that. So it was like um, me, uh, Louis, Will, and then like Louis's parents joined in, um, and it was fucking brilliant. Like um, there's there's tons of there's like three packs, and they all have like five games each. The ones we played there was one called Fibbage, where it was like. So it would give like a sentence and then there'd be like a blank in it. So, you know, um, uh, in like this year, some robbers were surprised when they burgled a house and came across um, two tons of blank. Um, Just blankety blank? I don't know. How does blank blankety blank work? Like that? Blank- you, know, you don't know what okay. blankety blank is? No, no, I know what Blanky Blank is. I just don't think I've ever watched it. I've never dedicated any serious time Fucking classic to Blanky British Blank. TV. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so basically, right, so then you all go to your phone and everyone's got like 30 seconds to enter a lie and then after 30 seconds are up, everyone's answers go on screen and they're all like anonymised and then all, so all your fake answers are mixed in with the real answer. Um, so, you know, spoiler, the real answer is kind of ridiculous as well. Um, and yeah, and it's all about trying to come up with an answer that people will mistake for the real one and then you get points if people pick your answer. Um, so how do they determine the real answer? Is it just like the one they've put in? You just got to guess, basically. Not really. Like I say, the whole point is that like all the examples are sort of quite outlandish. So the, the joke is you try and type in, like you all type in sort of really stupid shit, and then when the like all the options come on screen, you're kind of looking at it like I don't either. I I still don't know. Which is the real so one. would it be like Sean um, wouldn't write that, and Lou wouldn't write that, and Will wouldn't write that. So I bet it's that one. Sort of thing. Yeah, basically, it sort of it reminds me a bit of Dixit, the sort of card stroke board game, in that it's it's about knowing the people in the room. Right. Yeah, okay. And like and trying not to give away, like I was writing answers that are just typical of me, and Louis and Will were just like, yeah, that's fucking short yeah. that one. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, so the only game is to so write of, like someone else in the room would like. Yeah. Yeah, basically, you're trying to sort of fool people into. Yeah, sort of trying not to be yourself whilst trying to look at everyone else's answers and try and discern who might have written them. It's just so fucking smart. And there's like another one where you'll have to draw stupid pictures and then there's like an art sale um, and it's like an auction and you're sort of bidding on oh, each brilliant. other's pictures. That so it's really, just really fucking funny. Yeah, it's proper cool. good. Like I'm, I'm really looking forward to having like people over at Christmas and stuff and just busting that out because it's going to be really good. How many games are in the pack? I think there's like there's, so there's three packs and there's like five games in each. Cool. So what was that? Um, and then this. So this is on PS4 and Steam. So I think the plan is I'm going to see what like see if it comes up in the Steam sale. And then I think there's there's like there's like a a, a sort of bundle that has packs one and two, and then three is a standalone thing. Mm. Um, yeah, proper good. That's cool. Highly recommended. I fancy that. Yeah. Uh, right. Emails or tweets or. <laughs> Let's get into emails. Well, have we got many emails? Um, well, we got we got one email that we sort of we were going to aim it at tomorrow, and he's fucked off. <laughs> yeah, typical. <laughs> we can ask it anyway. <laughs> yeah, go uh, for it. Email from Curtis Ebanks. Uh, sounds almost like ebooks, but uh, I assume this person isn't just a bot uh, and a real person. Um, he Boy, emailed Curtis to say E-Banks. Curtis Ebanks. I might set up Curtis Ebanks Twitter account after this. Uh, and just talk about <laughs> do, do, do these are like horse ebooks back in the day yeah yeah, sure, yeah didn't yeah. they work out it's actually a real yeah. person in the end didn't they figure out like yeah basically they, they found out the guy they found the guy who wrote the algorithm or whatever so disappointing um, like it wasn't it wasn't curated he just sort of built it and yeah. left it and 
I think that's right. And that's just like Curtis Ebax has written this email. Um, anyway, are any of you planning on getting a PS4 Pro? Also, do you think it's worth it considering having to get a 4K TV to get the most out of it? Are uh, either you guys I mean, interested um, at all? I looked. I, I looked at something on. I think it was Eurogamer breaking it down properly and 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 giving mm. a bit more of exactly what was involved and you know the stats and all this kind of thing and. I just thought uh, it's not really enough. It's not. It's what the the whole problem with with the whole setup is. They don't want to say, "Oh, you have to have the pro." You, like going forward, you need the pro, mm. otherwise you're fucked. You're missing out on loads of things. So even the way they're marketing it is is like they're saying, "You don't really need it, so don't worry." Do you know, it, it makes it totally non non essential. Yeah, we, we, we sort of I mentioned just, that when you were half an hour late because Sean had given you the wrong time. Um, <laughs> but we briefly touched upon PS4 Pro. Yeah, I, I, you're exactly right, and uh, I'm not yeah. no, I'm repeating myself. But yeah, basically, they don't want to say it's amazing or too amazing because then it will like piss everyone off, like the 40 plus million people yeah. who have already got one. But then they also yeah. want to say, yeah, it's, it's worth getting, but it's not too worth getting. It's just it's worth getting. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, so they're it's stuck in such a tough place. <laughs> and, really funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, basically the short version is: if I had the money, I'd rather spend it on PSVR. The things they've seen, so in the, that Eurogame article, there's a list of all the games that were going to benefit from the enhancements. So, so mm-hmm. the, the, there are games that will have a pro mode, is, is, is how I understand it. Yeah. But not all games mm-hmm. have got it. I think all games will go in after, I think it's October? Um, yeah, but, oh, but, but no, basically, I, I think I'm fairly sure that from, yeah, from now, yeah, from now, every every game has to have a pro mode. Um, right, what well, on yeah. launch day, uh, which will be tomorrow for listening to this podcast when it comes out on the Wednesday, uh, the tenth of um, mm-hmm. of November. Uh, there's going to be thirty odd games which have been patched to include some sort of pro support, uh, be it a high mm-hmm. resolution or whatever. And then by the end of the year, there'll be like forty five plus uh, games. And then uh, and then, but uh, yeah, exactly as Gary said, basically there will be as a requirement from from here on out there. Every game made for PS4 has a a pro. I'm not sure if it's a pro mode, but some sort of pro um, improvements. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's weird. Okay. And, and looking through some of them, a lot of them are just like uh, this. This mode's got volumetric fog and some more god rays. And you think, finally, yeah. Mm. Um, so not really. No, it, it just doesn't seem currently worth it. Um, you know, I toyed with it for a bit. I thought, oh, I might do that, but there's not, there's just not enough in in the pro modes that I've seen so far, anyway. Unless they do something like drastic. Um, mm. I did see the Hitman. Hitman was getting a few things, and I thought, oh, maybe that'll sway me because that's like my favourite game. <laughs> but even then, I thought, no, not for one game. Um, so no, not really interested yet. Mm. I mean, they're also. I'm fucking. Gone. I'm sorry. I'm looking at Gear VR headsets. You can get them for like forty quid. Yeah, mm, you might yeah. want to get one. The cheap fuck. Get involved. Sorry, go on. <laughs> uh, the, the other major issue they've got is that they they can't really show 4K HDR stuff because barely anyone's got a decent what well, barely barely anyone uh, has got a 4K HDR set, so they can't even show people mm. the differences of the new consoles going to make on another yeah. or anything. I mean, yeah. uh, although YouTube actually today have announced that they're actually they're adding HDR support, but that's just YouTube today. So maybe mm. you know. 
I, again, but you're, you're going to need a 4K HDR set to even view the stuff on YouTube to watch maybe the Sony advert or whatever. So yeah. the biggest issue is that unless you're seeing it in a, in in store, you're not going to see the benefit. Mm. And this is very much like the same issue they got with VR, whereas VR you can watch like some footage on Twitch and stuff, but it's not really the same. You sort of have to try it yourself to really see it, and and to really see the benefits of PS4 Pro, you've got to see it on a 4k hdr set i believe although um so just before the embargo which dropped today for the reviews of of ps4 pro um gaff and other places were were exploding because they they saw some shots from titanfall and some other games which are mm. it's a it's a ps4 pro 4k um a 4k uh, version of the game but basically it's been uh down sampled to 1080p which basically means it's it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of the detail much more much more improved detail but squeezed into 1080p signal and and the improvements yeah. even for 1080p set are, look fantastic i mean so some really amazing mm-hmm. shots of Titanfall 2 i mean it looks brilliant and that's just it's just a 1080p set so you don't literally don't have to have a 4k hdr set to get the most out of it i mean i'm yeah. sorry you, you do get the most out of it but i think a 1080p set will still i think they're still actually some some decent improvements so um a lot of people think you have to get 4k to to really to really see the benefit but i think a lot of people buy it's just to see marginal benefit um on their current set before they maybe upgrade to a 4k hdr set in in a couple of years time um so i think there's definitely mm. benefits and the, the biggest question mark for me is what are the benefits could be for psvr and all the reviews i've i've read today uh said that they haven't really had much of a chance to test out psvr stuff some of them said yes there is some improvements and i know things like um rigs got updated today for P- a ps4 pro mode no one really knows what that is because the updates just come today battle zone is meant to be smoother mm. and and this and that um so the, that's the biggest thing I want to know like how much is this going to improve PSVR I haven't got a 4K HDR set yet I mean that's hopefully something I'm going to do next get next year but I haven't got that set currently I haven't got a TV set currently so for me the only benefits mm-hmm. I'm really going to see will be hopefully PSVR um, and, and I guess any, any sort of downscaled stuff but yeah it's it's there, there, there's so many questions about it right now but uh, it's interesting do you know what they should do they should do <laughs> do you remember on PCs years ago where you could have, so say your monitor only supported like 800 by 600 or whatever, you could have like larger screen resolutions, but you'd have to like pan around the desktop. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing, yeah. <laughs> That's what they should do. They should do that. But look, I've only got 1080p TV, but render it in 4K and I'll just scroll around. <laughs> just lots of scrolling. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be just as good. It'd be just as good. I will say, I, 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 I have ordered one of these things. Um, uh, I'm, mm-hmm. not sure I'm, I'm not sure I'm not sure I'm going to keep it. I'm still still on on the fence. Uh, I probably will, but um, but I mean, what can you trade? Your well, that's that's the thing. So I can basically sell my. I bought. Um, I've got a one terabyte C chassis, which is the most recent update mm-hmm. pre pre the slim. But I can basically get 150 quid for that. Yeah. Um, so it basically means it's only like a, and basically it's only like 180 quid to upgrade, which is hard. It's 180 mm-hmm. quid, but I don't think it's the end of the world. Um, yeah, so uh, it's interesting because so like it's that. not like yeah. yeah, it's not like you know when there's like a full generation shift and it's like your old one is fucking worthless now. Like <laughs> because yeah. it is this sort of this half step. It's like no, there's still plenty of value in a regular PS4. Yeah, I mean, um, gamer doing a deal. Easier, like yeah, mm. gamer doing a deal whereby if you um, part of your current 
your current PS4 uh, and with uh, with five any five games, although they can't be FIFA 14 mm. and FIFA 16, uh, FIFA 15 for some reason, but, but any any five <laughs> games apart from FIFA 14 and 15, you get the you get the PS4 Pro for half price. So. Um, yeah. A lot of people are basically going to CX and buying like you know five shitty games for like four pounds <laughs> each, uh, doing that with Just five copies. Yeah, in yeah, five guys, <laughs> and, um, and then basically yeah, and getting hard priced PS4 Pros. So yeah, it's interesting. I, I think you're definitely right, Sean. It's not like your current PS4 mm. is suddenly worthless. You know, people are still getting a decent mm. amount of money for it and. Yeah, I've seen a lot mm. of people sell those for 150 quid with no games. So uh, that, that that deal in games seems alright if you want to venture into a, a game, of course. Mm. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got one order. It should be here on Thursday. I'm, I may keep it. I may not keep it. But uh, right now, it's coming on Thursday. So one we'll see. I, cool. One thing I did sort of like the sound of is that apparently there's um, extra RAM in the Pro dedicated to switching in and out of non-game apps. To make that kind of yeah, it's got an extra gig, yeah, cooler. yeah, an extra gig just for that. Which I actually thought I kind of like that because I do use it a lot for that, like switching in between whether it's like with with the with the kid and she wants to watch like the kids mm. Netflix or something, and you switch it in between the game and and that, and just to have that a bit smooth. I mean, it's quite. I mean, it's pretty good as it is, but to have that even sort of neater. That's I still get a kick out of that because I was a I was a PS3 guy. I never had like I never went down the Microsoft route, so. Like when I when I got this whole thing set up and all all that kind of functionality around it was really novel to me for the PS4. I was like, oh, mm. so it's, I still get a <laughs> kick out of that stuff. So to have that working even better is that kind of did sway me, you know, towards it a bit. So I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. that part X thing sounds like a good idea. Oh, I'm nearly, nearly tempted. I went a bit macho man then. Oh, nearly tempted. Did. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. You need, uh, need to do a better job of marketing it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what ne- next few months holds for that. Because uh, yeah, the, 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 I think they're, they're caught in between two places. But that's Sony mm. again. You know. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. Tweet. Tweet. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, if you want to tweet us, it's at, it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter. Um, first question comes from uh, James Carter. Carter, comma J on Twitter. Serious question: Which game is a Doctor Strange of video games? Now I haven't seen Doctor Strange, so me neither. Me neither. Gary. <laughs> <laughs> well, do any, do any of us know what the character is about? No, not really. I'm going to guess, basically. I mean, (laughs) Doctor Strange is reviewed really well, and I hear a lot of people saying it's great. So it's just like something Mm -hmm. that's good, but from a pretty tired series, I don't know, of like other Marvel films. Yeah, or does he mean, because I think Doctor Strange, there's like a whole sort of of mad mystical angle to it, isn't there? And apparently it's like all, like half of it's just set in fucking magic land. I'm not going to. Or in his own head or something. I don't know. Magical realism, is it, Sean? Yes. Yes. Uh, I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> everyone's gone to the rapture, but with a doctor in it. There is a doctor in it, so yeah, the bit with the doctor in everybody's gone to the rapture. There you go, it's that. All right. Sorry, we haven't uh, seen it. <laughs> Cinema's too expensive, mate. We've got we've got marginally improved consoles to see. I, I thought it was a fucking TV series. That's how not seen it that's how much I've not seen it but you didn't even twig that he was a superhero you just thought it was a show about yeah, a guy like, you know like Monk or fucking uh, Kojak or some shit <laughs> you, you, you've always some sort of mid-afternoon ITV1 thing it's like a spin-off from it Doctors or something like it. it sounds like it doesn't it <laughs> 
um, James Carr, tweet in and let us know what the hell you meant by that question. Um, yeah. Doctor Strange, I'm going to go Doctor Mario, uh, of course. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it's Doctor in it. It's fucking close. Phil enough. Waters at Phil Wall. I finally ordered all the bits from my new PC last night. Have any of you assembled your own PC before? If so, got any tips? Yes, I've done a number of these. Here he is. Um, Here he is. His questions come up. It's, it's, I'm a fucking professional, Ooh. mate. Um, basically, you'd be like, there, there's a lot to do, um, but you can't really plug anything into the wrong place. Like everything, it's sort of designed so that you snigger in at it's that. Like a, you it's child. like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, all the plugs and, and sockets are designed so that you, you can't really get it wrong. Um, <laughs> so can we laugh? Now, everything you're saying, going to think about it's like, like you're talking about sex. Carry on. Don't let that put you off, though. All the... <laughs> you wait most of it's colour-coded now, in fact. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah most, of, most of it is actually colour-coded, so you're just looking for the, the slot like, that like a woman. to the plug. I can't <laughs> stop... <laughs> Doing it. Do you paint your wife, Sean, to make it easier? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. There's so many jokes that I'm not going to say. So many <laughs> jokes. We should probably move on. <laughs> uh, basically, your main things to consider is just um, so you're making sure, like, all your disk drives have got like the power and the data things plugged in, and make sure your RAM's like seated in properly. It should do like a click when you push it oh, in. Right. There's like little switches. Like... <laughs> Oh, okay, now, um, this, <laughs> um, sometimes like your graphics card might require a bit of extra power from the PSU. There'll be like a socket on it for that if it does. But like all the power, the PSU will just have like a million fucking wires coming off it. You'll only need about half of them. Don't worry if you don't use all of them. Um, nothing really like it, it's always scary when you turn it on for the first time. Like you can do like you can be so confident you've done anything everything right. And then as soon like you're about to hit the power button for the first time, and you're like, this could just fucking explode. This could I could just die now <laughs> because I've done something wrong. That's not going to happen because they're all everything in it is designed by smart people. Um, you'll be fine. Um, I've, I've got been, a question. Like, I mean, did, did, what, did, is is that such a thing as like an anti-static mat, or <laughs> have I been? There is, yeah, you can get little wristbands. You can get little wristbands. Um, uh, oh, yeah, that's yeah. one of I mean, the things that sorry, I yeah, used to worry me when I used to like, build my PCs when I was like 16 and into PC gaming and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was always like, you know, mm-hmm. if I haven't, I'm just always worried about static charge and suddenly blowing my RAM up or something. That is totally a thing. Yeah, you have to um, you have to make sure you earth yourself. Uh, generally speaking, you can just touch. Um, if you touch like the interior of the case, usually that that's enough to. Earth you, I think. That's so what so I've if you touch metal, you should be fine. And or, or a huge spark yeah, can come much. up and blow the house up. Yeah. Um, dear, don't get struck by lightning while um, inserting your RAM. Yeah. Always build. Always build your PC beneath a tree. Is that no, no. That's yes. the last place. The worst place <laughs> to do it. Shit. Because <laughs> the uh, <laughs> no, because the tree will conduct it. Oh, You'll yeah, be good, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to the highest point. That's how it works, don't, don't at the top of the tree. Don't do it at the top. No. No, no yeah, don't, don't be that idiot in a park like a doing it at the top of a tree. <laughs> Do it beneath the tree. Yeah, we've all seen them, haven't we? We've all seen those guys in, in tops of trees building yeah. PCs. Uh, next question. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, make sure if you've got a screwdriver, try and uh, magnetise the tip or, if you or can, Gary. if it's not already. Always magnetise the tip. They bloody love that. They bloody love that. Don't be a twip. Magnetise your tip. No go. <laughs> it's just because you have to um, screw a few things in, and it's Oop. fiddly as fuck. 
and it's just it's helpful it's helpful if the screws stick to the end yeah of your screwdriver bring a friend (laughs) yeah um some random geezer at some random geezer has asked um have you ever spent more time with a game soundtrack rather than playing the game doom has been in my car for three weeks now fuck me listening to doom in the car that, I wouldn't last yeah, five minutes. Is that can't be a write-off long. before I got to work. <laughs> People get run down. Um, uh, Fez definitely spent more time listening to that soundtrack um, than playing the game. Um, not that I didn't enjoy the game, just like it's a really good um, like soundtrack to stick on while you're working or whatever. It's just really good. Okay. Um, other than that, I don't think so. A lot of game music is more... You you enjoy you always enjoy it more when you play it alongside the the game. Although I guess yeah, I guess Hotline Miami. I had a bit of a go at that. Although I've played a lot of Hotline oh, Miami, yeah. so actually no. But that's the most probably the most I've listened to something outside of playing it with the game. Um, yeah, stuff like, that, like the Perturbator guy, and then I went off on a bit of a. Uh, a, a I'm glad Perturbator, because I've always wondered how you're supposed to do the emphasis on that. Well, I presumed it was, you know, because masturbator is all, all sexy and shit. Perturbator, perturbator, it must be perturbator. Perturbator, yeah. Perturbator, because all this, all this stuff is all kind of dark, sexy '80s, and all this, all the covers are like yeah. old horror film style uh, images mm. of like women in the rain with wet tits. <laughs> <laughs> there is one actually. That there's I'm um, terror for for that is exactly what it is. It's like Blade Runner, but yeah, she's in the rain and shit. But it's all Brilliant. like booby and yeah. So I think he's kind of got his pervy edge. So I think it is supposed to be perturbator. Why did we get, spend so long on how that's pronounced? God, showing your pronunciations, man. Fucking hell. <laughs> it's pockybator. Uh, Matt, you got um, Gary. Can you warn me before you say wet tits in the future? Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just too much. Um, well, I, I mean, I think I've mentioned this from previous shows, but I listened to a lot of uh, Christmas Night soundtrack when I was younger. Oh, Love yeah. that. Um, but no, I don't even listen to game soundtracks anymore. Um, I listen to like shit as a film ones, and, and I've listened to the um, mm. the Oblivion, not the game, but the Oblivion film with Tom Cruise. I listened to that soundtrack about a billion mm. times. That's actually done by M M eighty three. It sounds like a Hans Zimmer soundtrack, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. And um, but that yeah. wasn't the question. I mean, just thinking of Oblivion yeah, I mean, with Tom Cruise in it now. <laughs> that's <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> the hero of the so good. There must be a mod I mean, this is a thing. That a lot of people, a lot of people, really like to bang on about game soundtracks these days. A lot of them are pretty unremarkable. <laughs> I think, like you know, because Spotify has that whole like gaming playlist mm. now, doesn't it? Um, and I, I sort of, I looked at it like it offered me one. It was like, oh, I haven't listened to this. You like games? And like the first track was like an eight-bit remix of Crockett's theme. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not having it. Um, <laughs> Well, that's the problem with um, <laughs> kidding, Super Hexagon, isn't it? Like, the music is... Oh, it's, yeah. Just after a while, you're like, I'm not really enjoying this music. I know it thinks it's cool, this music, but it's not... It's, I mean, it was all mm. right, but, yeah. That kind of... It kind of grated yeah. on me after a bit. Um, yeah, and not to sound like a fucking super shill again, because I have just been with the Chinese room today. But um, the yeah, soundtrack to Rapture... When's the, when's the episode out, Gary? Jessica Curry's stuff is just great. Her stuff is really good. Actually, yeah, Dear Esther soundtracks. Um, spent a long time listening to that. I think that's because um, she is a composer first and games a second. Well, yes. you think, ah, that shows. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's just, um, just belting. Yeah. 
Next. Okay, Thomas Thomas Griffin, can we have an episode edited by Capone Adam? Um, he always does the best episodes of Joypod. Yeah, um, I, I would love that, but Capone Adam is uh, merely um, someone who emails in now. He's... He's, he's out of the editing game. <laughs> out of the editing game. I mean, we love it, Adam. If you're listening, get get in touch. We'd love to have you edit the show and really alienate about 95 percent of the listeners. That'd be great. <laughs> Every, that was always the funniest bit yeah. of it for me. It was like I wasn't like I was I was never sure on what level I was just just enjoying it or how much of it was just me just thinking about half the listeners. Yeah, getting I mean, the, the follow up for the the following week would be amazing. So please, Adam, please, just like people saying this is rubbish, I didn't get it. What's the point? And then. Jordan <laughs> listening saying this is amazing so yeah Adam get in touch just have it do it like, just do it anyway yeah. and just have it like, out there on SoundCloud like a fucking illegal bootleg of the computer going show <laughs> but um, I, I have to say like every time every time I listen to Sean on a podcast now whenever I hear you go mm. yep um, I think of um, the time that Capone oh it was only a tiny thing he did but he 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 took that little bit and just made it faster and higher pitched and just put more of them in. And, go, mm-hmm, yep, 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 yep. and now I can't. That's forever in my soul. Anytime I hear Sean see, do I, like, one of his vocal notes, I'm aware of that as a habit that I have. No one's ever, no one's ever complained about it. Like to me, I'm just being like I'm just confirming to the the one, who, the guy you're ever speaking that I am listening. Yeah. Exactly. You know, because it's, it's nothing weirder than like when you've just been banging on about a game for five minutes and you're like, no one's said anything. Yeah. Are they even, are they all fucked <laughs> off? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, well, you, I'm not going to stop talking because if I do, they might not still be there. So I'm just going to keep filling yes. the silence. Yeah. If you stop talking, then you, you'll have to consider the fact that they might not be there. But if you can just keep talking, you don't have to confront that fact. And each, <laughs> that, that's like existential anxiety of a podcaster. But Skype I, I like the fact you do it, Sean, because the amount of times I've been talking and then realised that Skype has gone down. I'm like, I was talking about 25 <laughs> minutes about a VR game there. <laughs> I like the fact you do that. It makes me realise you're still there. That's all I need. Good. Um, I, I, can we tell you, man, and why are you doing this to yourselves? Uh, that's the question. Uh, just in, what, just doing yeah, the show do- in general? I, 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 I don't know. I think I don't really know how not to do podcasts anymore. It's just been... That's Constant just what happens. For too many years. Yeah, it's a natural reaction. <laughs> Fuck off, Cammy. Yeah. Uh, add a black yeah, 39, add a black 39, frame rate or resolution? The big question of our times. <laughs> I'm going to be a twat and say art direction, actually. Whoa. Holy shit. Oh, Smack that in your chops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but who cares about the art direction if it's a, like two, frame, two frames a second and... <laughs> Photographs are one frame a second. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good point. One frame for eternity, mate. One frame forever. <laughs> yeah, have that. Oh, um, you can get out of that one, mate. I, I, I mean, going back to like going back to Hyperlight Drifter, I still I'm still not over the difference it's made. You know, making the jump from thirty to sixty frames a second, like like it is. It's not just a cosmetic thing. Like it does look nicer. Yeah. But it's the it's the way it changes the feel of the combat. Like it's fucking noticeable. On them, um, I'm on a, I'm still not gonna be a frame rate bore. But yeah, fuck. I'm yeah. I I realise why some developers really push for it now. And 
the the the, 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 the PS4 version of Rise of Tomb Raider that that's got a few pro modes. One of which is um, like mm. a, a much better, you know, uh, visual effects and shadows and shading and whatnot. But another one is uh, mm. unlocked frame rate. Now it's not locked to sixty, um, but it's like it definitely right. hovers around sixty, fifty-seven, fifty-eight. You know, it, it's not locked, but it's certainly mm. up there. And apparently that makes a huge difference too. Mm. So for people like mm. you know Dave Turner, who says he never wants to get a PC because he's sick of all like the the configuring and well he, he says he wouldn't like that. <laughs> I think there's gonna be lots of that you know even for just like the few demo, the few games yeah. have been patched so far digital foundry said there's like mm-hmm. this fuckloads of um options like do you want um 1080p but but better better, better uh, some other visual effects or do you want like a high frame rate but it's not you know with less visual effects yeah i think mm-hmm. loads, loads of these console games have tons tons of stuff in the menu so uh i think we're only going to hear about this sort of stuff more sadly they um mm-hmm. they pushed up the frame rate for Last of Us Remastered and yeah. it was actually kind of weird mm. at first. It felt it felt odd. I don't know. It felt almost unnatural. It was too smooth. Well, because people were saying it wasn't wasn't as filmic, mm. weren't they? In, in sixty yeah, frames, definitely. It felt more like a PC like a PC game. You know, PC games have sometimes have that kind of slightly kind of hyper sharp feel to them, and that early yeah. sort of. And you think, oh, I'm not sure I like this. It sort of had that, um, but. Um, yeah, and then you think something like Shadow of the Colossus, and that was like fucking twenty frames, wasn't it? It was really, <laughs> if that at but times, it, it was kind <laughs> of added to it as well. Even though that wasn't what they were perhaps purposefully going for, it kind of added to to the feel of the game. It's a bit like the <laughs> Matt Castle's uh, famous Red Steel review, <laughs> where it was like, oh yeah, whenever an explosion goes off, there's like this amazing slow mo. <laughs> <laughs> Anissa Sanusi, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, at Studio Anissa. Uh, that's A and I S A. I think it's Anissa. It's Anissa, yeah. Okay, good work. Um, baked potatoes versus mashed potatoes, go. Now, before you guys pipe in, pipe up, um, there's Pipe there's, in? Pipe in. <laughs> I'm, I'm still thinking about Sean's question from earlier uh, about the PC building. Um, <laughs> baked potatoes and mashed potatoes, sure, but you know, there's no boiled. I mean, I, I don't rate them. There's no roast. I mean, are we just going to stick with these two? Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, baked versus mashed, it's got to be mashed every day. Oh, it's hard. Every, it's hard. Every day. Mash, but, the thing um, with mash yeah, is, I mean, if, are, if, we, are we allowed, if it was mashed, are we allowed to garnish? Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, but you can garnish mashed. But what I mean is, like, mash, you can you could almost start thinking, oh, you can, you can have mash with... With mustard in it, you know, like like stirred in mm. or mashed with a bit of, you know, some veggie bit, shit that I like. A bit I like of cumin. Doing, putting carrot in there. Yeah, a bit of cumin. Mm. But then, is the cumin. baked? Are we allowed to do it to the baked? Or is it just? Are we talking butter and, and fuck all else? Yeah, because it's a bit unfair to like. You've got the whole pantheon of baked potatoes versus. I mean, you can do stuff with mashed, but not in the same way. Imagine a really weird Greek Greek ruin just full filled with baked potatoes now. <laughs> Just fucking... Oh fuck those! Sean, there's we should get. I want to get you a publishing deal. <laughs> publishing deal like the Pantheon of baked potatoes. That's what I wanted to get. Um, it's got to be mashed for me. But if if you could get if those if roasties were an option, good roasties. <laughs> doing that Christian, doing that Christian yeah. Bale face, aren't you? Know that gif, that meme. Definitely, I can psycho. Oh, I can't. I can't. I'm gonna say I'm, I think I'm gonna say mash as well because when you get it just right, that creaminess is uh, it's unparalleled. Yeah, 
I'm going mashed yeah. away. But uh, how do you Pretty guys much. make? I mean, uh, do you guys add butter and milk? Neither, both. What, what are we talking? Do you know? Butter and milk. Do you know? My wife makes incredible mashed potatoes, so she's always in charge of the mashed potatoes whenever they're a thing. She'll never tell you how it um, happens. Should, should no, I tell you my method? Once suit. As soon as she tells me, I don't need her anymore, and she knows that. <laughs> that's the last so, thing. Which is since that's gone, you're out the door. Sean, <laughs> yeah. you know I'll tell you my method, and then you can make them next time, and then she'll think, okay. "God, she, yeah, you yeah, found yeah. out." So you know, obviously, uh, you know, obviously, drain them. As soon, as soon as you drain them, you bang in like salt, pepper, butter, um, like a massive, massive mm. lure, lure pack, none of your margarine stuff, and milk, and then put like a mm. tea cloth, like a, yeah, like a yeah, tea cloth something over it for like five minutes. So and then then okay. after that, then after that, really go at it, you know, hammer and tongs, or, or just a mash. Or whatever, whatever you got to hand, um, I find it's that right, Jamie Oliver. Gary's laughing because he thinks you're talking about fucking mashed <laughs> potatoes. Laughing, so I was like, I was going to say, all right, Jamie Oliver. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, because uh, uh, because he's he's a chef, so that's that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah um, anyway, yeah. That's why um, I said that. that's the joke. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, going out yeah. hammer and tongs until it's all creamy. Yeah. Lol. Yeah. yeah. Next question. Sorry. Cool. Is that it? Sorry, right. uh, Richard Warner <laughs> at Jaggly no at Jaggy Elbows. Um, talk about fitness on the show <laughs> and how Sorry. we haven't seen a VR UFC game yet. Talk about fitness. Uh, I think the fitness thing was aimed at Tamar, wasn't it? That's oh, missed that. None of us are actually no, Matt. Matt, you're you're in good shape. You can talk about fitness. Um, go go running. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Running's the best thing you can do. Just don't go running. I love it. Yeah. Well, it makes you. It's it's fucking horrible. It is horrible. There, there is that. That's the, that's the catch. But that's just like the that's like the first three weeks, yeah. isn't it? And then you just sort of hit a level, and you can just do it. No, and I find it's actually. Right? It, you know, I, I, I trained for the Great North Run, and I was like running, you know, three or four times a week, every week for like for months. And it's, mm-hmm. I, I still hate the first five k. It's just, it's just not enjoyable. But after that, you sort of forget about it, and then you're on like autopilot, and it's mm-hmm. amazing. But yeah, running is just a brilliant. You can you know, get out on the open road, just you and a podcast or music, nothing else to worry about. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a best thing mm-hmm. um but the trouble is i, I pretty much only run because i can't really afford like 60 quid a month gym 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 fees anymore so um and i don't can't yeah. really be able to run in the winter because it's all wet and cold and stuff so uh, as much as i love yeah. it i don't do as much as i should do over like the colder months so but yeah get running yeah. amazing do a martial art yeah. like me um, as for that's cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay um <laughs> vr ufc well, that wouldn't work though would it because um, multiple reasons one if a guy chins you like you don't go flying no it wouldn't you wouldn't just stand work. there and go oh no and his fist just glides through your face um, similarly like so much of UFC is about grappling right and I, I don't know this off my own back there was a really good article on I think it was on Eurogamer and I think it was Joel Snape who wrote it about how grappling is always going to be so hard to do in games because it's all about like you've got got a hold of the dude um and it's all about reading like the tiniest movements in what mm. they're doing and trying to anticipate things and and you know head them off and you just like it's hard enough to do that with you know a controller but if you'd like VR and you've just got two move controllers floating in the air it's just not going to not a thing. The only way to do it is if you had like a full body suit. That's the only way. Yeah. Well, like threw you around the room whenever you yeah, got Yeah, it's it, it like haptic <laughs> feedback, so you would like feel punches and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> or just put yeah, VR yeah. headsets on and have a fight. 
all that. Real <laughs> just two guys with VR headsets just punching yeah. each other. It's <laughs> the best you're gonna get, isn't it? Um, but like, but in game, even though you like two like weedy nerds in the game, you two UFC fighters. Jacked up, fully jacked. That's all it is. That's the only difference. <laughs> just so you can look, look at yourself and go, I'm fucking ripped. That would be, that'd be brilliant. Uh, James Carter, next next question. Um, Gary, excited about Akuma? Yeah, I am actually. Um, so this is, Akuma's been announced for Street Fighter Five. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's going to make thing. everyone die. One, exactly 1,000 deaths. That's what he does. Loves doing that. Not he does. 1,001, not 999. Nope. And then uh, I always 1, thought about that. Only he goes, die 1,000 deaths. And then you go, well, that sounds like a long ass thing to have to do. I fucking you know? <laughs> always remember my old boss uh, back when I worked in catering and uh, one of the managers had like fucked up the staffing for a busy weekend and I remember the boss just looking at the rotor and just going like what the fuck have you done you're going to die a million fucking deaths <laughs> excellent that's some Malcolm so yeah shit. so Akuma always reminds me of that it's he good. went. He <laughs> went higher than Nakuma on that shit as well. Yeah, Nakuma's only doing Minimum the thousand. Deaths. Can you even imagine Lazy. that? Um, but I, yeah, I am. I, I never. I didn't play him in four very much, but I used to play him in Third Strike a while, and he was pretty cool in that. And this game in Five has quite a lot of Third Strike in it, in terms of how it feels and in terms of characters. So, if they're going to make him like mm-hmm. a Third Strike Akuma, that 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 would be cool. I'm most excited to see what his V skill and his v trigger is going to be and see like how they fit into it because i really i really don't know because they try and predict sometimes what it might be but um you know he's kind of an attacking character so i wonder if that all it'll be stuff that adds to that and that'll be pretty rad mm. or maybe like maybe it'd be something kind of fun but lame like maybe it'll give him double fireballs something like that like he used to have mm. in alpha 3 the shinokuma that'd be pretty cool so yeah i'm excited to just see what they've done with him because all the characters so far in five they've like really sort of added something unique to each one so everyone plays everyone's got a reason to play as them that was a shit sentence there's a reason to play as each character because they've (laughs) they've got something very different with the whole v trigger system so that's cool that's what i'm excited Mm -hmm. about to see how they've treated him well i mean what was happening with street fire 5 haven't they just fucked it completely and i mean has the has the gaming community a fine community have they actually migrated to it or have some actually stayed at street fire 4 because that's a better game uh, at least from the the outside it seems well they the reason they fucked it is the point the the idea with five was they'd come out there was a huge focus on getting new players or people that kind of on the fence like oh i play fighting games a bit but always find street fighter a bit too hard to get into properly and it was supposed to kind of Mm. give those people a leg up uh and get loads of new people in get everyone hyped about it like four did where it just sort of completely revamped the fighting game scene um like re re rebirthed the fucking thing and and there's this was supposed to happen with this and there was a big focus on online play and there's going to be online tournaments where if you won them you could go to a real tournament the real major tournaments the capcom ones uh, and so, yeah, it's just involving as many people as possible. That was the idea. And then they completely fucked the online up because they released it way too early. Uh, stuff wasn't finished. The shop wasn't finished when they brought it out. They had this whole idea to have um, uh, Zenny, which was like pretend money that you could buy with real money sort of thing. Um, that They couldn't get it working, so they abandoned it eventually. <laughs> they just, just abandoned it. Um 
weird glitches they had to iron out. It was just it came out way too early. They were in a rush to release it, and as a result, anyone that they could have got on board that was new, they've they've all fucked off. They've all pissed off and they've sold it and thought, no bollocks to this. They're not going to wait around. And it's only the people who really love the fighting game genre in general and Street Fighter who have stayed and, and bore with all the crap. And then some of those people have dropped off back to four and not bothered with it. So actually, they've just kind of ended up with a smaller audience Man. than they had before. Um, there was an article on probably Eurogame again about how it's sold really, really badly. But it's a shame because the actual game is a masterpiece, an absolute masterpiece. The actual mechanics of the fighting and, and the characters and what they've done with them, it's just amazing. So is, is, is that improved over four then? So it is a better game? I think so, yeah. I think so. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic and and I don't know, I get it better and I do better in it as well. So that's probably one reason why I think it's better because I'm better at it than I was at four. But um, yeah, it does. And it took a lot of the bullshit out and it's it's clean, honest Street Fighter and it's, and it's just really good and I'm just really annoyed that they fucked it. But maybe in another year it'll all blow over eventually and it'll get to a point where it's everything's fixed and but you think god that should have been from the start because they have blown their chance to get all those new people in so maybe next time lads eh yeah but, but so. do you reckon they're gonna spend longer iterating mm. on this rather than like push forward you know to to, to street fire to street fire six so they're, they're gonna get to get this to a point where it does have a decent community and then they'll move on because it feels like if they go on now it's just starting again too soon and they haven't fixed this problem well, they initially said that they were never, they were, they weren't going to be. It was just going to be updates like that, you know, new DLC, new seasons of DLC, new characters, tweaking gameplay, adding bits, um, and there would there would be no Super Street Fighter Five or Ultra Street Fighter Five. But now they're sort of thinking they're considering doing it because they fucked it so bad. They want to kind of a uh, to slap a new name on it and try and get that recapture that audience they missed again. So I think. We probably will see a Super Street Fighter Five at some point now. How they deliver that is, you know, to be discovered. But that's what I reckon will happen. Nice one, um, Jonathan Edwards at Johnster. Tights to Space Cod or Batters One. Batters Tights one. Two, but then obviously it's big robots in it, so that was always going to be my answer. When uh, you Cod's got robots in it, yeah. Apparently, they, oh, I think you covered this in the news, didn't you? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Um, I just don't see a reason to get cod this time. Like all the adverts for mm. the story mode have just made me sort of roll my eyes and think, oh fuck. Especially when I played the some of the battlefield stuff, and it's really like when I say really sensitively handled, like as sensitively handled as you as you can hope for. Good sort of mm. story, but it's good characters, and there's a certain reverence for the war and a certain respect for it um, to a point, and and there's a lot of effort to put like proper information about it in there. although apparently some World War One historians are sort of fuming at it because it's quite inaccurate apparently so maybe it's not that great in source knowledge maybe you should just go and read up on it on Google but um, yeah I just I don't know I just saw the adverts for the COD the, the story or whatever it is the fucking the shit going on and I just thought god this looks so hammy and the characters look like shit and they don't look real and the things they're saying are boring and really old hat and I just don't care about it at all mm. oh, I haven't played any of them this year and I'm quite gutted but um, no time no money but um, I, I definitely want to play tights too because everyone's just raving about it so much but yeah so none of them uh, for me uh, 
It's a total cop out, but there it is. Uh, those are the <laughs> tweets. Um, you can tweet us if you want to. It's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter. Uh, we're also on Facebook, of course. Uh, the podcast on iTunes. Uh, it's on Pocket Cast. It's on every goddamn audio service around. Um, we're also on YouTube. New episodes of the show go up every Wednesday on YouTube, and uh, as well as any streams we might have done over the week. Um, and you can email us the Computer Game Show at gmail.com uh, and that's the social bit wrapped up. Wicked. Uh, right, I think I don't think this has been a complete disaster. I think I think we salvaged it. <laughs> I think I think I think Dave's going to be very proud of us. Mm. If he if he gets to the end of the show, I think if he just does the first half, then we're fucked. We're <laughs> <laughs> tearing his tearing his little cockney uh, eye. Gary, thanks for joining us. Cheers, mate. Would you like to plug anything? Bearing in mind, Tomorrow's already done Chat Very Good, so you can't have that. I can't have Chat Very Good at Chat Very Good Pod. No. Can't have that one. No. Can't have that. At all. No. Okay, well, I won't do that one then. Uh, Suppose my thing, making games is fun, is good. It's me. It's me talking to devs about making games and try and sort of dig into their personal lives like a horrible Piers Morgan sort of character, (laughs) except, you know... (laughs) <laughs> not quite as disgusting as him hopefully but um yeah and it's kind of a nice old chat chit chat uh today i went and interviewed the chinese room there's an exclusive for you um jessica and dan nice. for the chinese room and that was it went very well and it was a lot of fun and that's going to be a great podcast with photos and shit so uh go look that shit up it's at making games is fun but it's only 1g because you can't fit it all in so it's at making games yeah. Hey it's kids, fun. making games is fun. <laughs> making apostrophe games is fun. <laughs> Wicked, right? Uh, thanks for living it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't do that. It's like sit. That's like sitting in Granddad's chair. James Farley's interesting discussion. James Farley's interesting discussion. James Farley's interesting discussions about share prices. Prices. James Farley's interesting discussion. James Farley's interesting discussion. James Farley's interesting discussions about share prices. Prices. James Farley's interesting discussion. James Farley's interesting discussion. James Farley's interesting discussions about share prices. Prices. James Farley's interesting discussion. James Farley's interesting discussion. James Farley's interesting discussions about share prices. Prices. James Farley's interesting...